0: Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a M Net podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to
1: the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. This is episode 206. And, of course, I am your host, Sean Garman, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And, of course, we are also in partnership with the Last Word Radio, so thanks to them for... Uh, always helping us out there as well and this is your first time or your i don't know how many a time uh, listening to us thank you we appreciate that and well uh, depending on when you're listening to us either the game awards haven't happened yet this is basically coming out the day of or we already uh know who won and you can go all the way to the end and see if we were wrong or not Uh, but we are going to do that kind of at the end so that anybody listening afterwards if you are kind of already watched it or whatever don't really care about predictions you can uh, go on and not uh, have to listen to that part but hey there's a lot going on it's december There is uh, some Game of the Year's already out there. IGN has theirs out there, a few others. Um, But not just that, there's a lot of news. So um, we're going to start there and then talk about uh, some games uh, we've been playing. Uh, Both of us have kind of been playing some recent ones along with others that we talked about last week. All right, so, well, why don't we just start with The Sony State of Play, which is the last one for 2019, as we're pretty much on the eve of that. And Nintendo had an Indies thing, we won't go totally in depth on that, we'll just talk about some games we liked and whatnot. But, State of Play, the probably biggest thing coming out of that is Resident Evil 3 got an actual trailer after a week of cover art. Being leaked and on the PSN store of all things.
2: No, that was and the Xbox Xbox store. That, that's when they the one who leaked
1: it. <laughs> I thought they said it was the PSN store, not in this, not in the US, but like in another country. I think.
2: No, maybe. I uh, saw Xbox, but I mean either or, it doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> they did a good job of kind of teasing to make you think it was uh, Project Resistance, like which is a I think of four versus one thing that they're also bringing in free
2: because that always works
1: (laughs) and then uh, they sort of tricked you to it's the single player to that which is Resident Evil 3 uh, remake it's coming out April 3rd 2020 it looks really good
2: yeah I mean it looks like Resident Evil 2 just out in the city or you know a lot more uh, varied environments which is always nice
1: well it's the same engine and yeah, yeah. uh there is a separate an extra team that's working on it, uh M two, which they almost got Shinji Mikami to come back for this, but he decided to stay uh over there uh working at um Tango Works, uh yeah. doing that thing for Bethesda, the Ghost Tokyo or that's the thing he was doing so uh, it, the, the funny thing is apparently this was supposed to come together with Resident Evil 2 and because when RE2 got delayed they kind of just said you know what let's just split it up and uh, have them come out separate and you know what I think it would be kind of weird if they came together now because I don't think Resident Evil 3 would get the same hype that well. 2 got coming out by itself
2: I hope that if you have both, both of them together in the same platform, you can unlock knuckles to play with.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool, especially <laughs> since uh, three has you know they kind of it goes along with two story in a way.
2: Yeah, because it bookends, or you know, is a prequel to two and a you know an after of two as well. So
1: yeah, so I, just, I, I go ahead. Go on. Well, I was saying, it, it's kind of, you can kind of understand why they would try to have them come out together, but I kind of yeah. feel like it would kind of get lost in the shuffle if you had them both. You'd have people loving RE2, and then, yeah. I don't know.
2: Well, RE3 doesn't quite have the same reception or reverence that RE2 did, um, for one. I'm honestly glad they changed Jill's stupid outfit, I have that out- like her was terrible.
1: Well, it was such a 90s outfit, so I think it makes well, more it was, sense.
2: It was dumb because it was basically a tube top and a miniskirt. And it's like, yeah, right. that's the outfit you want to wear in a zombie apocalypse. Like, as opposed and to they, jeans and something covering your arms. Like, oh,
1: I totally agree. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, but that happened a lot in those days with games. Like, oh, you have to make the girls sort of look sexy, even though she shouldn't at all in yeah, this game. Like, but
2: what wouldn't just wake up from a... Did the apocalypse zombie virus happen when Jill's out at the club? Like, what is going on?
1: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it should be good. Like, I remember... I don't remember RE3 quite as vividly as RE2. Like, I remember, like, Nemesis chasing you around and... Right. Uh, the part where you play is, like, I think, Carlos to, like, cured Jill and crap like that but yeah I, I hope it's like a more the problem with like the really the big problem with RE3 at the time was like you know, this, like idea for like a big city to explore and only like eight buildings you could like really interact with
1: yeah it seems like they did a lot more to this game than they did RE2
2: yeah um, I think like so. RE2 was a better a better designed game initially so they didn't have that much to work with Or, you know, to improve upon. But I think RE3 might have had some more problems out of the gate. So they're like, let's fix some of this crap before, you know, (laughs) we release this thing.
1: Do you think if, uh, I mean, probably, especially with how RE2 is received, you know, getting Game of the Year nominations uh, and all that stuff, if RE3 does well, which you would expect it would... You think that they they keep on this road? I mean, and what really could they remake next, I guess, from the mainline?
2: Well, I mean, see, that's the thing. I don't think you could do anything more from the mainline. I mean, because RE4 technically is already out on modern consoles. You know, it's just the old port, but still. They could do Code I mean,
1: Veronica since people well, are... That,
2: that's what I was going to say. That's the one yeah. exception. Is like That's not a numbered game, but it's still a... I don't know if it's part of the main series, or what, how they consider it. Well, I mean, it's still, it
1: has, like, Claire's involved, right?
2: No, no, it's, oh yeah, Claire and Chris, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'd consider it part of the main, main franchise, or main number, it just doesn't have a number attached to it, but... You can call it like Resident Evil I mean, Super they 5. remastered
1: the Dreamcast version, and that's there on PS4 if you want it, but uh, it's not the same as it getting, you know, re- remade or.
2: Yeah, well, that's also uh, a much dodgier game. Like, at the time, when that game came out, it was great, but it's like times have changed. I and mean, have something called a second analog stick for camera. Right.
1: Control, so. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it could serve as a. As a another game they could remake after that I don't know really what to no, do I think you have to go back on 8
2: <laughs> now, people really want a Dino Crisis game, you know remake and it's like that that game wasn't great like yeah I, I don't think it would be great now because di- like the, the thing is zombies are like slow so you have time to aim at them mm-hmm. like Dino's like you know the Raptor and crap like that is going to be really quick or like that's the perceived speed of it so it's like trying to aim at this thing it's a good luck
1: (laughs) well people do love their hard games nowadays so
0: yeah
1: uh, yeah maybe you put that in there and you vary some of the difficulty and people love it just the same but sometimes nostalgia also gives you roasted in the glasses and you forget why it's you don't have any more dino crisis games either (laughs)
2: Yeah, that that third one is terrible because <laughs> they introduced like a jetpack,
1: and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so they also gave an official release date for Dreams, which is Valentine's twenty twenty, February fourteenth. Um, so that's that's cool. That Dreams is going to be out of beta and everything. Um, I'll be looking forward to playing the single player, which was still really interesting when I read about it in game informer i'm not a creative person so i'll be playing other people's levels i won't be creating any myself but some of the stuff that i've seen people do is is pretty insane and that's just with it being in beta yeah
2: i played i played that beta when it came out like the open beta before you know you get a pay for it it was fun
1: uh untitled goose game comes out on in a week or in a few days, uh, depending on when you hear this, the PS4 and Xbox One. But obviously, it's a Sony thing, so they're going to talk about it from their perspective. Um, Spellbreak is a new battle royale game which has like some anime tinge to it with roleplay and magic and stuff. It looked okay. Uh,
2: I'm I'm really done with battle royale games. <laughs> Remote. Yeah, I
1: I don't know why they felt the need to put one in the new Modern Warfare.
2: They put one uh, in a. They're releasing one today for Forza Motorsport four or Forza Horizon four. Sorry.
1: Oh God.
2: And it's like that. No, I'm okay. Like, please don't do that.
1: Yeah, for every Apex Legends, you get twenty other battle royales that shouldn't exist.
2: You get uh, that. Cliff Plazinski one that came out, like, really quick and bombed horribly.
1: Oh, that, oh, God. That thing was awful. It made yeah. him, like, think about really hard not wanting to make other yeah. games after that.
2: Rad- Radical Heights, that's it. It's like, oh, yep. all right.
1: Are you excited about the new Predator game at all?
2: Not at all. Because there's only been one good Predator game ever, and it was strangely on the Jaguar. <laughs>
1: I thought the Super Nintendo one was decent for that time period. I guess they
2: keep, keep trying. Like it, sh- it should be a, a good idea. I mean, oh, look at that Tomb Raider game. Just you know, right. has that with more sci- with more sci-fi weapons, but they always like fail at it because they always like look at it, some weird cash grab. It's like, no, you have to put in some effort here. <laughs> like say uh, with the aliens. Like once once they actually put in put in effort in an aliens game, you get. Uh, Alien Isolation, which is great, from what I've heard.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. Apparently on the Switch, it looks really good.
2: Yeah, they cared. Like, it wasn't fucking Alien Colonial Marines.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you don't have to do too much to beat that game. Yeah. To to beat what that game did. Uh, Babylon's Fall looked interesting. Of course, it's the next Square and uh, Platinum Games mix-up. Uh, f- looked like it sort of had more of a Dark Souls tinge to it than um, near, but still looked pretty cool.
2: Yeah, should be interesting. I mean, Platinum's always. I mean, they oscillate between great and bad, but the great side seems winning out lately. So
1: yeah, did you see the Vanquish and
2: yeah Bayonetta, uh, Bayonetta
1: one getting remastered again?
2: Yeah, I really want that. Uh, physical version because it comes in that nice steel book.
1: Yeah, that looks cool.
2: I, mean, I already have, I think, both on PC, but. Eh, why not? <laughs> and it's only 40 bucks, which is nice.
1: I have one and two on Switch, so I don't necessarily need to I, band into one. I could but, have that too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but Vanquish is always cool to have. Yeah. Uh, then. You had the Paper Beast game, which this is kind of where the state of play hit a lull because it felt like it was on it for a little bit too long. Um, it looks fine. It's VR, so, you know, that that is what it is. Uh, that puzzle game, uh, Super Liminal, yeah. is apparently okay.
2: I've heard that's pretty good. On yeah. I think it's on Steam already, and it's, mm-hmm. like, weird but good.
1: And of course the other big thing which is why the trailer was quickly pulled as soon as they figured out it got uh, showed up on YouTube. The Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC uh, Remind uh, showed up on the State of Play as well confirming the release date that was already in that trailer, January 23rd. So basically almost a year apart you get to finish Kingdom Hearts 3 because this is basically what this is. You're Getting to see all the other perspectives of that final three hours of the game, which should have been in the original game to begin with, but.
2: Don't worry, because <sighs> the timer's really going to uh, make sense for people.
1: I think make, seeing those other perspectives does help it make sense, though.
2: I don't, because like, it's been a year. So, like, how much do you remember from that fucking story?
1: I mean if you're a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, you probably played that game I don't know, even though the game was what it was. Um
2: Well I say that I saying I like the game, I just think the story was bad. Like you know, it's just so inconsequential. It's like, alright, all you have to do is go to a new world bad. Well that's the
1: thing world, though, the is world. like,
2: th-
1: it's like all, that entire thing. series is like that. Like those Disney Worlds don't necessarily Matter that much to the story itself, um, but you have. I mean, this one just like I like this one just felt like they really didn't matter. Like there was some they found an interesting way to tie in the main story in one and two much better into those worlds than three, where it felt like you could just fast f- from the beginning. You could fast-forward to, like, the end of each world where you saw the the organization dude show up.
2: Well, there's uh, also too like, many of those guys running
0: around, too. <laughs>
1: that, too. Fast-forward to whenever the organization had something to say on their own little cutscene, and then go to the end, and there's your entire game. You didn't need to do any of that Disney stuff at all. I mean, but that's also the charm of it is that's what you're doing is mixing that in even though it doesn't always uh, make sense so yeah we'll see how much of i mean it's cool that you're finally getting to play with aqua and Kyrie and all that but
2: well, it's just like that final fantasy 15 like they didn't include the female characters at all <laughs> until the dlc Yep. but they canceled that dlc for 15 A- so it's
1: like, exactly yep you didn't even get the it would have been i think more prudent that they do the Lena Freya one before they did the Arden one but that's yeah, that's either like, here nor there at this we point really
2: about him like
1: I liked him as a character I didn't care about him
2: well you it's know. just like the first like, it's just like the Seymour thing from Final Fantasy 10 it's like alright the second this dude's on, on camera or you know shows up it's like alright that's, that's a bad guy like he has the most uh, awkward and intricate looking hair so
1: yep <laughs> yep yeah that's true uh why well, why not i i do think it's uh cool on Microsoft end that they're finally getting all the kingdom hearts <laughs> games after all this time and yeah, all the final be- fantasy games on game pass so
2: well it seems do you see that final fantasy 50, or that seven remake is locked up on ps4 till 2021
1: that doesn't surprise me at all. How many yeah. games have we seen now get these year-exclusive things? Does right. that mean every single time one of these parts comes out it has a year-exclusive, or is it just the first one?
2: I imagine it's the first one, because I imagine the second one won't be on PS4. <laughs>
1: yeah. I wonder if they're going to try to make it still work on PS4. I imagine they... W- I,
2: think, I mean, I imagine... it'll. I, it'll it probably will get released, but at that point, the PS5 will be out, and if it's not backward compatible, they will at least make it go like, okay, if you have the PS4 version, give us $10 more, and we'll release a... You can you can have the PS5 version. Right. Like, you know, they and... did that a few times for the PS4 and Xbox One, like, there's like Battlefield 4 did that, and a few other games did that, so...
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see how many of those, because uh, it seems like they're kind of shying away from that. Uh, at least Sony is uh, going into whenever the PS5 launches. Like they're not going to make sure that a lot of their big games work cross-platform for that first year. That Basically, 2021, because those consoles aren't coming out to almost the end of 2020, so... Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, we still need to know prices and and all that stuff for these consoles. We need official reveals, <laughs> to be honest, as well. Which I'm assuming that's what E3 is going to be all about. But they're also big enough to have their own shows, and we've seen both of them do that in the past. So,
2: well, as long as uh, Microsoft gets to life at Woodback, then everything will be all right.
1: Yeah. Uh. We'll have a lot more to say on Xbox in a little bit, uh, but uh, they also showed off Ghost of Tsushima, which basically you didn't see much because you're going to get the whole trailer at the Game Awards, which, like I said, you may either Game Awards may well be happening. You may have already seen the trailer. Uh, we are going to have a Game of Awards post show, so we'll have another show that uh, that you'll get on. Friday, I'll say Friday morning for sure because last time the damn thing didn't end till like almost midnight. Yeah. Uh So, <laughs> I would expect almost the same thing if it's not starting till nine o'clock, uh, Eastern time. That is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I felt like this was a good state of play. I think it maybe would have been better if you start and end with your big guns and then kind of have the other stuff in the middle
2: i think uh, i think you really have to uh kind of do like a one good one big game one small game one you know one big game one small game because you don't want to have people tune out like halfway through it
1: yeah i mean i will say a lot of this stuff is varied because you know I don't think the same people that care about Spellbreak, care about Predator, care about yeah. Babylon's Fall, you know, all that stuff, so... I think they're getting the pacing down better on these. Uh, I'm still waiting for... And and uh, if it hadn't been leaked, I think Resident Evil 3 would have been the biggest reveal on one of these things. Yeah. Uh, so far, you know. So, that that would have been cool for State of Play to finally have one of those... Where you go, okay, this is why I want to tune in. Wow. We got that on here.
2: Yeah. Well they announced like a Spider Man two trailer or a Spider Man two announcement.
1: Yeah, that too. Uh possibly could happen. You never know. Um Alright, so Nintendo also just to to get these things well, you know what, let's let's finish the Sony news and then we'll we'll uh move it along. So this is good both good and bad i guess for sony because now sony uh gets a little bit of that microsoft pie that microsoft has of minecraft uh where mlb the show gets extended by major league baseball uh they've been around uh, you know sony san diego's been making mlb the show since 2006 so it's been 13 years 14 when the new one comes out in march which will be the last not and we will be the last exclusive uh game uh so to have this this one game for this once you know this one company come out uh for that long uh and then get a multi-year extension is pretty great on their end um I think Major League Baseball is not stupid. They realize and see that what Madden and FIFA and NBA 2K and all these other sports franchises get for being multi-platform. And so shortly after this, uh, <laughs> this little press release came out, uh, both Phil Spencer and Nintendo America's Twitter uh retweeted something or said something uh to the effect that lets you know that they're gonna be on Xbox and Nintendo as well. Nothing about PC which is interesting.
2: That's because like sports games and PC don't mix at all anymore. They don't no one cares.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um but it is cool that if say they could make it cross say between PS four, Xbox and Nintendo, which we finally saw Minecraft uh, go cross play with PS4, so now they can be played with, with all three um, with mean, the new thing.
2: It's cool, but it's like, I'm, I'm, it's weird that it's put upon Sony to do this, because it's like, the MLB contract is always like, EA can't make a multi platform baseball game. No, well, no, like, this uh,
1: isn't like... Well, yeah, nobody wanted demand. to, though. It's, it's, I think the, I
2: think the, the, pro, the thing is, is, there's no demand for it, really. I mean, okay, <laughs> there might be like 10 Xbox players going, like, oh, I really like baseball, but, you know... Shoot, but there's no well, baseball game to
1: but Xbox. that would be the same thing as... Sony could have... One of the first parties could have decided to make a NFL game, but nobody did that either.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Because all the... All the uh, spin-off NFL games
1: were, like, terrible. Well, it's not... Just, I mean, yeah, it's... It's just... It takes a lot to do that. And then that's, that's a team that you have to dedicate to... That's all they do. Uh, you know, they can't make anything else. I mean, so... And we're seeing how well that's going for Visual Concepts with... They already have to deal with NBA 2K. Now they got to deal with WWE, and that's that thing's going down the tubes. And... Uh you know, what are you su- about, man. Two K twenty got like the best reviews ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think just this is smart by Major League Baseball. Just you know you got a great game. Uh Sony said you can keep making it, which is great for that studio, great for the people working there. They know that they've got a job for who knows how long this keeps going on. And you know, uh, now you can put it on Xbox and Nintendo and see the profits soar, and everybody wins. Because Sony yeah. gets a cut of that. So. Hey. Uh, I don't think if you left it up to Sony, they would really want to do this, but. Oh, no. Hey.
2: Not at all. But, like I said, I just don't. I mean, I see why MLB wants it to happen. I just don't see like a ton of demand for it. I mean, that's the, kind of the biggest thing. <laughs> uh.
1: Maybe not Xbox, but I think anybody—if they can make it cross-save.
2: But also, the bigger problem is like, okay, they can make the Xbox version probably pretty easily.
1: Mm-hmm. But imagine
2: how gnarly that that Switch version is going to look.
1: Well, they already deal with that with FIFA and, yeah, and NBA Two K.
0: Stripped down to hell compared to the, you know. Wow, well,
1: people are buying it though; or they wouldn't be making it. So, I mean, that's the thing—is It's... that whole concept of? If you put it on the Switch, people will buy it. It's still something that's happening right now. And yes, maybe by 2021, the Switch is not the darling it is anymore. Because now you're talking about battling against PS5 and whatever Project Scarlet's going to be called. Uh, so, that might be a bigger issue.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I still think the Switch with, with having only Nintendo stuff is still going to do decently well. I mean, look at oh, yeah. how much the the portable the 3DS was still kicking butt for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh also, I guess since we're on uh, to to completely finish uh, Sony out here. Uh Sony fi- I mean, not that we really needed anybody to confirm this because it seems like it's pretty evident by the fact that we have heard nothing of any kind of successor to uh, the Vita. Uh, President and CEO of of SIE, Jim Ryan, basically came out and said um, there are no more plans for any kind of PlayStation handheld. Uh, In the future, if possibly ever, they are totally uh, in the business of home consoles, and that's yeah. where they're at.
2: This wasn't a huge surprise, because I was like, yeah, like, I should have said that after the PSP came out. It's like, well, this didn't do well. I'm like,
1: <laughs> I mean, the Vita did well, it's just there was two SKUs, the yeah, the memory cards were overpriced. That, that
2: The memory card is probably actually the biggest problem. It's like, I'm not, I mean, I have a I actually do have a Vita, and it has a, I think, an 8-gigabyte memory card. It's like, well, I'm not, I can't afford more, because it's, like, it's proprietary garbage. Like, if I could get that expensive one, I would, but or even, like, a bigger one.
1: Right, and they're not really making them anymore, so...
2: Yeah, you have to buy, like, used or... Some, some that drives up the days. price. Yeah.
1: Uh... You know Ed, the, the the AAA games were not necessarily coming to the system. You know, no,
2: it's all like yeah, like Persona Four Golden and uh, a, a bunch of like important indie stuff.
1: Yeah, the Japanese it's still, developers were kind of
2: powering the system, if anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was a great place to play indies because you could take it with you uh, and remote play when it worked. You yeah. know, but didn't always work for everybody.
2: Right. Right. I mean, that was one problem, but then, yeah, it was just kind of a weird system, like, I c- you can see what they were trying to do, and it might have been like a little too ad- ahead of its time, the fact that like, they had made some stumbling blocks of the memory card issue and stuff like that, like, that doesn't help.
1: <laughs> no, uh, certainly not. Sony was way too arrogant yeah, about that, instead it, of well, saying, like,
2: fun, they were arrogant, and it's like they had no right to be, because like, the, the PSP didn't do well, like, <laughs> like, what do you what are you I mean, are you doing it about? did well enough
1: for them to make a Vita. I mean, what? I mean, like, okay. It it's it was I think well, it got popular once it got hacked, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So, people were buying it for a reason or another, and I think Sony wasn't necessarily looking into why. <laughs> they just yeah. saw a oh, this thing's still selling after so many years, that must mean they want another one. And it was a good idea in theory, but again, when you're, you are you don't have the third it, party, like Nintendo it. realized for a long time, when you don't have third, third party support and you yourself got kind of to cripple the system, you're not helping. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Persona 5 Royal is coming out March 31st, 2020 as if we need another freaking game coming out in the spring at this point. Uh but, the one
2: game like the second they announced that I like, think the official release date I pre-ordered like the expensive version and I sent Jens a link to pre-order the expensive version and he was like yep needed that thanks.
1: <laughs> I thought you were not going to get this.
2: Oh no I'm totally getting this. Oh. I I mean, yeah, I'm getting that stupid expensive one with the Joker mask and all that other crap.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, the Phantom Thieves Edition for $90. Uh, which includes the Joker mask with a stand, a collector's box, art book, soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack by itself is worth
0: <laughs> all well, kinds I, of I don't money. Know, so. cause
2: I don't know how complete that soundtrack is going to be because, I mean, those games have a lot of music. Like, I think it's just like the... It might just be like the the royal new music... Right, because I think like the Persona Five soundtrack is at least two or three CDs by itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Well, didn't you uh, get that last time though?
2: I guess like only a, like a like a subsection of the music. It's not all of it, I don't think. Oh, okay. Because I think Jens has the the full soundtrack. That's like two CDs. Because he like bought it, you know, from PlayAsia or wherever. <laughs>
1: I might just get the regular launch edition. I'm not sure. I really wanted it to come to Switch so I'd just be able to take it with me, but
2: um, Well I mean that's, that's I mean it's the same issue like that I think they said they're designing it for the PS4 hardware, so that's why oh, I I know. it looks better for one. Yeah. But uh, I mean at least that scramble game is coming to Switch, so
1: Right. Uh yeah, I mean You know, one of them has the Kasumi costume bundle, which is $15 by itself, so you get $5 off that. Yeah, Um, there's
0: a bunch of digital crap, which I'm not thrilled about.
1: Right, exactly. Um, There's a battle bundle, and then the DLC bundle almost costs the same as the game if you buy it by by itself. Yeah. Uh, So if you buy this Ultimate Edition, you get $20 off. Right. That DLC bundle, so. Well,
2: it's yeah. funny that uh, Catherine has a bunch of DLC in it, including like DLC for Persona Five. Mm-hmm. You can like dress up as Joker, and it even has voice acting from Persona Five act like voice actors. Right. And, and it's like, all right, that's, that's cool. cool. But how come the multiplayer has never worked right? <laughs> uh, uh, might, I might be a little more concerned about that than selling you a bunch of costumes. <laughs>
1: they're always you know how this is about the costumes and the DLC yeah. they're all about that I mean, as opposed to a functioning game <laughs> that's that's what they do uh, what like what is the thing you're like most excited about with uh, 5R is it the new character or the
2: uh, the new dungeon looks not dungeon but like the new social space looks really interesting um, yeah, the new there's
1: character- a new area as well new town
2: well, it's, like, a new, like, evening hotspot. But, I mean, not that, but there's, like, a Memento's, like, social area now where they like looks like a bunch of, like, hacked and stuff, like, put together, which looks really interesting. And then you can, like, customize it and change, like, the appearance and what's going on. Uh, but, yeah, I, the, the biggest thing is I looked at the trophy list, and it's all very doable, at least with two runs. So it's not like that Persona 5... I need to play that fucking game four times to play it so and <laughs> get all the trophies.
1: Hey, there you go. Trophy yeah. ending is still alive uh, and well. Uh,
2: at least with certain, you
1: know, at least with games I care about. Right. Um. So, hopping over to uh, a little bit of uh, Nintendo here. Um. There was more news we're not going to talk about heck ton of it because you know <laughs> uh, there's other things to do in this show but um yeah yeah so nintendo had their indie world uh basically their final direct of the year which features the nindies um some of them were exclusive to the switch some of them are not um, some of them are coming out way into 2020 and some of them are coming out, some of them are out already and some of them are out in the mid 2020s. So, um, probably one of my favorite things cause I loved golf story when, uh, it was, you know, I, I pushed for it to be in our top 25, the, in 2017. Um, so, uh, now they come out with sports story, which is coming out mid 2020 and it features, 10 different sports because it's a sports decathlon and there's uh cricket and racquetball and soccer and fishing and tennis and baseball i mean it just looks freaking awesome and like there's way more to do the writing was already great so yeah i mean i'm sign me up day one for this thing
2: yeah pretty good i never played golf story but i always wanted like that's one of the games i always wanted to get the switch
1: i know you're probably excited for axiom verge 2 which is still only being made by tom hat by himself and comes out fall 2020
2: yeah i couldn't see i could didn't find if that was just a switch exclusive or if it's going to be on everything like,
1: uh, I think it'll probably like start on Switch and then go on to other things like a lot of these things do. Because a lot yeah. of indies are now only coming out on PC and Switch and they move on, depending on right. successful they are. I mean, I would pref-
2: I'd probably prefer to play it on PC, personally, but that's just me.
1: <laughs> it'll probably come to PC, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, this is supposed to be sort of like a prequel, actually.
2: I have no idea. I looked at the trailer, and it looks a lot more outdoorsy and bright.
1: Well, the game press game. release from Nintendo says it'll explore the origins of Axiom Verge. So, okay. I
2: mean, yeah, that was a that was a pretty good game. So, uh, I, I mean, I had the greatest story, but it was a, a, a great game to play, and this one looked pretty interesting because it, it looked like it had a lot more melee combat. So, like, sure. uh.
1: I want to mention that Supermash is actually already out on PC. Um, yeah. It's coming in May to the Switch. Uh, so it's a really cool game where you get to basically, you choose two genres and then it mashes them together and you get to play the game, that results from that. Yeah. And some of them looked really fun. So I'm down for that. Uh, any other ones that you were really uh, interested in not really today?
2: like yeah like the Axiom Verge one is the biggest one for me at least
1: uh, Stories of Rage 4 obviously always going to be uh, interested in that uh, uh,
2: but they've never done uh, any any p- game path like Future Rage 2 they've always fucked up with so
1: yeah that's true um, Gleam White also looks really neat. It's from the same studio that did Bloodstained Ritual the Night. So
0: yeah. That's a, that's a
1: good game. So. Might um, give that one a shot too. And Liberated looks interesting because it's like a visual novel but also has like action game stuff in it which is... Um, and also there's the... <laughs> feels like it's a total rip-off of uh, Overcooked Bacon Switch. So yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes um there was other stuff in there you can go look it up um we're not going to talk about everything because yeah um but there was some interesting ones we haven't we didn't mention um as well so i uh, like i will say boyfriend dungeon was probably the most crazy one of it. it's a dungeon crawler but your boyfriends are the items you the weapons you pick up and then you date them when you're not in the dungeons okay the
2: like sick my life
1: yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, um. Of course, um. Don't really need to talk about the Switch having great sales since they're the main console that's out there and, uh. Doing things. Uh. But uh, another, I guess you'd say, big thing, it's. It's like perhaps the biggest update they've done to Super Mario Maker 2. Um, Since it released, because I mean, I don't really consider that multiplayer stuff a big deal. Uh, But
2: well, that multiplayer stuff should have been in the game originally, even though it's bad.
1: (laughs) I agree, Uh, I totally agree. Uh, So they've added Legend of Zelda stuff uh, to Mario Maker 2. You being the person that uh, not only reviewed it, but you know, you're, you're the one that has it out of the two of us, does it make you want to go back and play?
2: Uh, It looks interesting, like, because you have different powers. You have a bomb, uh, you have the bow and arrow, and I think you have, like, something else as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it looks fascinating. I mean, I'll give it a shot if I can find some good levels. Uh, I really fell off hard on that game, though. Like, I think playing playing levels are still fine, but, like, making it is just terrible, I thought. Because I could not figure out... Like, that interface was just bad on both, like, touch and with a controller. (laughs)
1: Yeah, um, he has the Pegasus boots too. I think.
2: Also. Yeah, for like dashing. Yeah.
1: Um. So you know, I, I've seen uh, I saw some on Twitter of people putting out some levels or whatever, and it looked really neat of how he can yeah. just take out enemies and all that stuff. Um. But like you, I would probably be more interested in playing a few levels somebody else made. I don't know that I would want to uh do that um that's also what i heard a lot of people just falling off that and that it didn't have the same sort of community around it that the first one had which yeah
2: it didn't have the same stain power um it didn't have quite as many like secrets or like cool like the first one had all that amiibo crap which was just cosmetic but it was still cool looking like this right yeah the interface is not good which is
1: weird of like why wouldn't you put that back in again yeah yeah, Almost.
2: but it, it had other plans for amiibos that fell through. <laughs>
1: Perhaps, yeah. I but doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes uh, Nintendo doesn't always do the thing that you think they should. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> moving over to the other uh, number of the big three, uh, Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft got into some. Little, Basically, okay, this happened because uh, Phil Spencer was on a stream, he mentioned Control coming to Game Pass, the reason why uh, Remedy came out and was like, no, it's not happening is because basically Phil Spencer basically told everybody, yeah, you don't need to go try to buy Control with like three weeks left in December for Christmas or anything. It's coming to Game Pass. Let's let's kill the sales right now. It probably is coming in January, uh, to be honest. Uh, but I felt bad for the Remedy folks having to, like, save their sales in the most important season that there is right now.
2: I really think, I'm, I'm really surprised, because Microsoft went on that big uh, studio buying spree, like, you know, around E3 or whatever, I'm surprised they didn't pick up Remedy, or I'm really surprised like, Sony has I, picked up Remedy. I think
1: Remedy wants to be independent. Uh, so I mean, i sure they
2: do, but if Sony was like, we'll buy you for $50 i they'd be like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, but
1: I, I'm pretty sure Microsoft probably went to Remedy and tried, and they were like, yeah, we're not doing that again.
2: I think they did, but I, I don't think Microsoft treated them that well, because they made that Quantum Break game. That's like, yep
1: that no <laughs> Yeah, that's what i'm saying that's, i think that that all the stuff that happened with alan wake and quantum break and all that stuff has made them be like yeah we don't want to be owned by someone again
2: yeah so, but the danger in that is like, if they do make a, another bad game or like a, you know one or two bad games that it can have serious problem. you know
0: yeah i mean
1: i think that they would i mean if it they're you know Lives depend on it. Then perhaps we're talking about a different thing. But I think while they can yeah,
2: stays, deal stays with hard.
1: it, yeah, man, because you don't see that many like double A's anymore or whatever. It's it's either yeah. your studio got bought by someone and that's how is it, how it is it's existing, or you're an in indie. There's usually right. not a lot of in the middle, you know. Yeah. Um, speaking of not really being much around anymore, you're talking about rental stores. And, although I still see people going in, I do it myself, go in and uh, rent movies from Redbox. Uh, games, I do not see people do much at all. Um, it is a nice way to try games if you, uh, don't want to go get gamefly and deal with all that stuff um also you have to kind of beat the system to get any of the new games uh whereas redbox if if nobody around you really goes to your local redbox and there's uh new games in it all the time it was a nice way to play your call of duty or your sports game or whatever you know death stranding uh and and yeah
2: gonna say that's the problem so the red boxes around me are terrible uh they like three years ago four years ago they would sell games which was great because you could get i got like a three or four really cheap ps4 and even i bought like an xbox one game i think about halo 5 from a red box because it was like five bucks (laughs) i'm like all right this is good but they stopped selling games at least the ones around me like years ago really and I even asked Redbox, and they were like, "Well, what do you mean? Like, we still sell games?" And I'm like, "Check the ones by me. Or you know, here's my zip code." And they're like, "Oh, you're right." And then the inventory got terrible. Like they had like two games for PS4, and that was it. And maybe like one game for Xbox One, and no, no, nothing else. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was like. I guess if you wanted to rent games, you go to a family video or something, around me at least.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that it was like that for you. I, I'm i kind of blessed that I live in an area that they're continuing to want to grow that area. And there were a lot of different grocery stores around. Uh, oh, so there, it,
2: there are a ton of red boxes around me. That's not the issue. It's just they stopped having inventory of crap you know... And, I mean, I saw Death
1: Stranding in one just a week ago, so, um, they were, I mean, they were continuing to put in new games in there, and,
2: yeah, I checked, uh, I actually was at a Redbox, I think, oh, I went by Walmart yesterday, uh, and they, they stopped selling games already, or stopped having games, oh, really, wow, like, the button wasn't even on the, on the screen anymore.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, especially with, you know, there's no more big games coming in this year. And I think also, we got to think about it this way. Redbox is probably not getting some big deal. Like, I'd say Gamefly perhaps is. Uh, to have these games at their box, the, the boxes. And so, is it really cost-effective for them to have these $60 titles that people can also rip Redbox off, number one. Number two, um, if you're paying 60 bucks for each disc, how many are you putting in each one of these boxes? How many times are they really getting rented? Uh, with YouTube and Twitch and everything out there now, do you really need to... I mean, I would say that there's nothing like having hands-on time with a game, but there's so much out there to watch, whether it's reviews or video streams or cutscenes or blah, blah, blah of a big AAA game that do you really need to go spend... $3, $6, $9 Three, six, nine dollars to have that thing for a weekend to try to see if you like it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I think Before if... I, uh, you Yeah, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, that's kind of why uh, Game Pass... Not Game Pass. Uh, it said Mail, Netflix... Gamefly. Gamefly has kind of been faltering for years now, it seems like. Yeah, they're <laughs> still
1: there, good. but... Yeah. I mean, literally, I, I s- someone still has it. Um, and in my mom's neighborhood Because I had They they stuck it in my mailbox uh, On accident And I had to go personally deliver it To yeah. them uh, So it, You know I had taken it, opened it up, played it
0: And then sent it back Nah That's
1: terrible uh, But Yeah you know I, as long as GameFly can still exist, good for them. I think also Game Pass is probably hurting that as well because oh
2: yeah, it's it's a good deal if you you know want it to be or you know if you're into it.
1: Yeah, and especially with you know it being available on PC now, yeah. uh, and I think when XCloud come you know gets out of beta, it'll be on. You know, available on your phone. So, what do you yeah. need uh, to go rent something at Redbox for, as far as games go?
2: Right. I still think there's there's a good novelty or just a good uh, nostalgic factor about like going to a rental store and you know, they go like, oh, they have this game in stock. Let's let's do it.
1: Oh, I agree with you. I miss that too. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah,
2: don't. Are there any like? either chain or like local video stores around you
1: and texas we had a lot of family videos i don't know where they all are at this point like how many of them have shut down uh here at least where i am and in miami where i used to live there's none yeah so See, we
2: have family videos around here I i never go to them um but that's about, like, I don't know like, one or two, like, independent family or independent, like, video stores, but they have like, no games at all because games don't get rented, so.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing is, do you really go there to rent your game? And also, it, it winds up, you have to think about it, like, with games having so many sales now, too. Okay, I'm gonna go rent this game and have it for five days and pay fifteen dollars, or do I spend ten more dollars and just buy the game outright if yeah. it's on a sale? You know, yeah, I so think, I
2: think Borderlands Two hit thirty like two weeks, two months after it came out, or even like, maybe, maybe just a month after it came out.
1: Mm-hmm. There's games like, that yep. whether they're good or bad. Uh, even Sony itself likes to do that. Yeah. Uh, I think the only one that doesn't do it is Nintendo. And we and we've talked many times about why, and maybe perhaps they're right about that because people we'll buy them anyway. But uh,
2: it's well, you know. you, like the only detail or deal to see Nintendo stuff is from Walmart.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like new releases for like the first week or maybe like the first two weeks. They have like Nintendo made games for ten dollars cheaper.
1: They'll do. I think Nintendo will do one big sale for Black Friday, one for Christmas, and that's about it Yeah. on on their or major they, titles. They
0: do a bunch of sales, but, like, they're not, they're not for games that people care about.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying is, like, number one, their sales are nowhere near what the Xbox and PS4 sales are when, when those are available. Yeah. Uh, and even then, they're for indies or other games that are not Nintendo-made. Yeah. You know, right. So yeah. But uh it looks like physical media another side of the physical media is going down Redbox no longer uh renting games. Uh so one thing that I forgot with the Microsoft thing is there is still and I think Phil Spencer has confirmed this that uh it, there is still life out there for Lockhart, the streaming-only version of the uh, Xbox Scarlet. And the idea, obviously, is even though the Xbox One S Digital... I don't think the sales are whatever they want it to be for that. The, the sad. Um, yeah, they, they're exactly that, the sad. But I think also that that comes from... Because you already have one that has a disk drive, and you can technically tentac- tentac- find that one a lot cheaper sometimes than the one that doesn't have the disk yeah, drive. And
2: it's, and it's more versatile, because there's a lot of used Xbox One games out there, so...
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think when you're coming into this console cycle, though, with the way things are going for GameStop, which is not good... Um, a digital-only version that's at least $100 to $150 cheaper than your big, beefy console that a lot of people may not need or may not really be able to get the most out of still. Um, yeah. I mean, we're another year into 4K TVs, and they just keep getting cheaper and cheaper. So um, maybe by the time you get to holiday 2020, 4K TVs are cheap enough to wear... It may not necessarily matter too much uh, that difference between the 2K and the 4K that you're going to get with these consoles. But I think when you're making plans for a launch console, I mean, I'm thinking about it myself. Yes, I have uh, two 4K TVs um, in uh, my mom's house. I don't have any uh, at my girlfriend's house but or girlfriend's apartment but I don't know where I'm going to be by that by the end of that year who knows what's going to be happening I do know that when I'm looking at a launch console if I were to choose the Xbox the problem is Microsoft keeps making it not necessarily something I need to buy with the existence of Cloud. if they can really make that work without, um, too much trouble, then do I really need to go out there and go crazy to buy a box? Um, if, you know, I can get it to work on the, my PC for a while, and then just go get a PS5, but, I mean, let's say for, uh, Giggles here, if they did, which I think, to me, If you're going to have this digital console without the hard drive, I think you need to do the thing that you didn't do with the SAD. Without
2: the disk drive, it needs a hard drive.
1: (laughs) It's not going to have one, though. Number one, I think you're talking about another year of GameStop, closing stores, and all that stuff. Used disks are going to start becoming scarce. I mean, how many other used places are there i mean best buy does it sometimes uh walmart does it sometimes but maybe walmart and best buy start picking them up a bit more if gamestop really goes out but i think you're going to start seeing that become we're going to be going even more and more and more to digital uh as crappy as that may seem um so Microsoft may not be off the off the reservation here. I do think, though, I think that extra fifty dollars makes a big difference to me.
2: I, I still think, I mean, like that's whole all digital idea still is too high in the sky because it's just not enough infrastructure coverage wise, like, you know, across the country and world, and right. bandwidth limit, you know bandwidth caps to make that worthwhile
1: well but okay if the x cost savings to ps5 then what's the big deal
2: i mean it'll be i think the the, what it always is exclusives for each console
1: well i mean there was a lot of talk um i've you know seen a lot of talk about Well, if the Xbox One S exists, then that means that they have to now make uh, games work for that console, which could hurt uh, how the games look on the Xbox, you know, Anaconda or whatever, Um, which I don't know because with these consoles becoming more and more like PCs, isn't it just like when you have to make a PC game work on a lesser PC, but also it works on your high-end PC, too?
2: I mean, that's how it is now with, uh, like, the Xbox One X and the Xbox One. Yeah. It's basically, like, a, you know, a normal mode and a high mode, and even, like, the PS4 and PS4 Pro. Yeah. I, I just don't think, like... It, I don't think power necessarily equates to sales or, you know, direct input, because, like... Mm-hmm. Compare, like, the PS2 to the original Xbox. The original Xbox blew that thing out of the water, specs-wise.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But the PS2 had too much too, too much of a head start, both with, like, name recognition and, I think, sales. Like, it came out, like, one year, maybe two. At least one year before the original Xbox. Maybe two, but I think at least mm-hmm. one. Uh,
1: Which is why they reversed that with the
2: 360. Yeah, and that worked, I mean, that worked in the short run not maybe not in the long term and technically but i mean i think the ps4 and xbox one they came out you know around the same time yeah but the xbox one had too much of a bad you know bad press that yeah was almost dead dead from the start which
1: to be fair microsoft has done everything they possibly can in the in that time to make themselves feel like a consumer first company i mean they're the ones doing Xbox Game Pass. Sony is not doing that. I mean, it took them forever just to let you download the games off PS Now. Yeah. So, um, they they did. Thing f- go ahead. Sorry.
2: Did you see the thing today, like the meme about like Sony Xbox is like they're trying to like come up with a new name to like signify what the new Xbox is going to be called, or, like gonna, yeah, gonna, like be capable of. And my, my idea is Xbox Connect 3.0 edition.
1: <laughs> Pretty sure they are making sure they stay clear from whatever that, <laughs> that is. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be uh, a thing whenever Phil Spencer finally reveals whatever that's going to be called. Um, they tend to base it around whatever they think the theme of their console is, as opposed to having a number, and that's fine too, I guess. The Xbox um,
2: Bud, Bud Smoker edition.
1: <laughs> the Xbox. We can do everything digitally edition or whatever. Yeah. Uh I you know, I think with X Cloud and Game Pass and uh you know, movie putting Game Pass on your PC and putting Game Pass on uh there's still people talking about a you know, Master chief collection on the Switch for some reason. Um you know, uh, they, they were the first ones to really try to get crossplay going with Nintendo. Uh, you know, I think Microsoft has helped themselves a lot going into this next gen, and if the prices match up, and
2: Here, here's the the biggest problem is okay, let's say ever let's say the Xbox whatever 420 comes out, and you know. It's, all Game Pass centric You can buy You know You can play Any Microsoft game on it How do they make money on, How do they make money
1: Well They're trying to get you to Still buy the box But obviously That's yeah, not the Number one priority
2: Well Buying the box like, Let's say You know People are going to buy that the, the good version Essentially mm-hmm. They're going to be Losing money on that
0: Just
1: Right But so is the, the PS5 console
2: that's what th- that's what like they've always done like ps sony and uh, microsoft have always lost money on like the console itself right and they make money back on the peripherals you know controllers and cameras and crap mm-hmm. like that which i mean they may make money on controllers but i think those are supposed to be backwards compatible um and well games. No, yeah and it's like well you now not have games out of the equation because of this game pass and it's like okay you get i get this like the wwe mentality of like oh you pay $10 a month for this thing and we just get it all but that's different than paying you know there are more than one game coming out per month like, unlike a pay per view Like, so yeah but not
1: everything is coming to game pass I mean they have a lot of things that are but right I mean, like, like, if, if, if I was into game
2: pass I'd get it for one you know get it around November or December a year but play all the Microsoft crap I wanted to play and that was it Cancel it
1: that much. Right, but the but twenty twenty at least, I mean obviously this is before the the new console. But twenty twenty has like at least six or seven if you include the Cuphead DLC uh, Microsoft Games coming. Yeah. So uh, then you got the new Halo coming out with the system. Yeah. Um so I mean you just had Gears five you know come out this year which is their one like saving grace for this year but they already knew that pretty much uh i mean they have all those old game the the, the all the final fantasy all the kingdom hearts all the and you know the games they already have on there coming to game pass i mean i think it's a great deal for what it is especially when they're also trying to compete with i mean i don't know how much competition it is right now but stadia
0: and I'll you up, can no competition.
1: <laughs> I mean you can show everybody hey does Sony bite the bullet and they yeah, think Sony about doing a streaming service don't
2: think they care about it at the moment because they don't need to
1: well yeah they don't, but I wonder if perhaps let's say that you know Microsoft. Gets a bigger piece of the pie th- this starting out because they have much, uh, you know, they have a better goodwill than they did, you know, starting out last time.
0: Yeah.
1: Does Sony go, oh, maybe we do need to do this? I mean, Sony is already playing nice a lot more than they were previously. Yeah. So. But it's like I always point out,
2: like, I always think about last generation when that defiance MMO was coming out, and Sony wanted cross-play and Microsoft was like, "Fuck you." I said, right. Well, look how the tables have turned. But I
1: think you know, even though people, the, the the gamers are a lot more vocal right now, and and with streaming and with or not streaming the the, the um influencers and all that stuff that you didn't have in previous generations i think you can make their voice even louder and you get that voice loud enough as they've already seen with some of these games you know fortnite uh minecraft all that there'll be more crossplay going into this generation and um i don't know that we're gonna see like full-on oh, Sony's stuff is showing up on Microsoft's console, and Microsoft's stuff is showing up on Sony's console, and, and we see it yeah. similar with Nintendo, but, you know.
2: I saw, I saw a bunch of dumb rumors about, like, the Halo collection is coming to the Switch, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, don't be
1: crazy. I, I mean, I don't think it'd be totally out of the realm of possibility, but I'm not, like, counting, you know, I'm not going crazy about it either, but I just think, I, the Switch is one of those like I don't think Sony, Sony and Microsoft are not totally worried about Nintendo really as far as like they know once PS5 and X, Xbox whatever come out you know the lustre on the Switch will will die down some yeah you know uh, so I don't know that they're totally worried about them uh, even if there is a Switch Pro in the work works i still think some of that luster will die down yes nintendo will have nintendo games that nobody else can can really compete against um as they got to show off this year with a lot of nintendo games being highly thought of but uh you know i i just i think it's going to be fun that that end of 2020 is going to be fun to see how this goes going into 2021 Microsoft bought all these studios. Does it really work out for them? Does it make people want to buy? Does Game Pass make people want to buy the next Xbox console to want to wanna play games right there on your system and not necessarily have to go out and and buy everything and spend $60 on everything? You know, I, I think that that does help sway a consumer that says, I can't possibly buy every freaking game that's coming out between... February and or end of January to April 2020 Microsoft helped me out putting some of them on Game Pass and here you go you know like I, I'm I sure know.
2: once uh, Compulsion Games releases We Happy Few 2 everyone's gonna flock to the no, next I next hope that
1: they are not making that at all but no. <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah.
2: like they released DLC for that game like just a month ago or whatever and it's like
1: I think they're just trying so hard that people think that that was a good game or something
2: yeah, I was like, don't, please don't,
1: just, right, right.
2: Just, just call it a mistake and move on, like, you know, forget it, we can, we can do that, we have the power.
1: <laughs> it's okay, it's okay to admit when you're wrong. So, uh, speaking of uh, announcements that uh, we didn't expect, 2K announced that they are making a new studio and called Cloud Chamber. They're going to be housed between Nevada, California, and Montreal, uh, Quebec, headed by uh, Kelly Gilmore. And they're working on you know who's who's worked at Fraxis Games for almost twenty years. You know, of course, they're the ones that are making you know they've made XCOM, they made the, the Civ series for years. They're working on a new Bioshock, of course. There was no Ken Levine involved in this one, but they did have uh, Bioshock 2 that didn't have Ken Levine involved either. Uh, some people like that game; some people don't.
0: Yeah, just, uh, I think secretly, I think Bioshock 2 is the best one
2: actually.
1: See, there would be a lot of people to be like, "You're crazy, Mark. What's what's wrong with you?" Um,
2: I had the best combat and the least dumb story.
1: <laughs> so you know, I feel like I've seen a lot of people wonder about where the hell do you go with Bioshock from here, what do you want it to be where do you kind of lie on the whole, okay, do you like the way it was originally or do you like the way it went with Infinite, what do you uh, what I do really you think is what's a, more valuable?
2: An interesting idea but the combat was bad um, and they really didn't do anything with the, with the actual premise <laughs> um, so I think you might try going Like present day would be interesting, um, and because you can always have because you know, infinite basically allowed for like sliders to happen, or you know it's basically like oh, infinite dimensions and there's only a lighthouse and whatever. So yeah, you could do it now or you could do it whenever. Um, I just think this is like, I think it's a bad idea. I think borderline I think Borderlands is a or not Borderlands, Sorry, Bioshock as a brand is like pretty vaunted, and if if they fuck this up, it's damaged beyond repair.
1: But <laughs> well, why do you think it's a bad idea? It's just uh, just because think, they could mess it up, or
2: I think Bioshock Infinite just did have lay like a pretty good some like final point on it, or you know a period for the whole thing. So. You know, trying to uh, you know gin it up again it's like this it's like the same thing with like Mass Effect like you know that final Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3 laid, laid a pretty good you know period on the whole on the trilogy and Bioshock might not assert it as a trilogy but it that's fine you know you don't need to dredge it up make something new and remember like Bioshock is derivative of System Shock make it you know make something new of that or make a new idea
1: like well I mean it is a franchise that has a name you know so if you're 2k why not try to use that and and see I mean you you kind of know what made it important I mean the uh, David Ismailer you know says that what he sees as the most important parts of BioShock is the powerful narrative and the first person shooter gameplay i don't know i mean obviously powerful narrative that's what i think about when i think of Boschak. but i don't know what everybody would say that they loved considering it a first person shooter um i don't know it's gonna be difficult obviously uh, like you're saying there's a big chance that they could mess it up um because you're the thing about Bioshock is that each one of those games is sort of different in its own way, and how can you make a fourth game? Which, according to Jason Shire and at Kotaku, this has been in the works for years. Uh, Certain Affinity was doing it for a while. Um,
2: yeah, I think the I think Giant Bomb went into a lot more detail about like the failed Bioshock projects that have right. kind of come and gone.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, so. I don't know. I feel like if they're announcing this and they're saying you know, this is years away, don't expect nothing crazy like it's happening soon but know that it's there and you announce a new studio for it and everything, I feel like 2K has a good history for the most part. Um, I'm kind
2: of curious like what Ken Levine Studios is doing because, I mean, Bowshack Infinite came out a while ago. I mean, it's They're working on
1: something where they just you yeah, don't really you know, know what it is
2: for the past four or five years it's like alright like how much more money are you going to throw away at this guy before it's like a gift to show us something you just can't run this clock you know clock and budget on forever
1: mm, well you know uh, some people have the the power to be able to get people to believe in them more than just, others just like
2: uh, us look at uh, George Roussard at Duke Nukem Forever
1: yeah yeah, it, I mean, some games can be in development for a while, and it works out well, and some don't. Uh, yeah. Leading more to the don't, but, hey, it's kind of, I mean, he could he could make this uh, be a thing. Uh, Gwent is getting shut down, so is other Scrolls Legends.
2: Well, Gwent is only shut down on the consoles, but the mobile and whatever PC version is still going
1: on. Right, that makes but. sense, I mean... When I think of card games, I think about mobile and PC. I don't really think about consoles that much.
2: Yeah, I, I think Gwent... Like, I think it was very good in Witcher 3, but when they spun it out, people were like, who cares? <laughs> and as far as that Elder Scrolls game, no one I know ever played it or even mentioned it. And I didn't even know what it was. Like, when the news stories hit, I'm like, I thought they were shutting down the MMO. I was like, what is this Legends thing? And I would look it up, and I'm like, oh, it's a card game. They made that?
1: <laughs> yep.
2: I think, like, we were talking a little about this before the air, or before, you know, before we were on. They keep everyone, once over or not Overwatch, once Hearthstone happened, everyone was trying to chase that money, and it's like, Hearthstone itself is barely surviving. And, you know, why does, what makes Artifact and this Elder Scrolls game better than Hearthstone? It's like,
1: Elder Scrolls Legends always felt like a total Just why are we making this Everybody went to sleep Or went to the bathroom Or groaned When they would show this off at E3 Uh, And it was just like This isn't needed And they just kept doing it Because everybody wants to have some kind of card battle game and now you're seeing I mean, I give credit to the Steamworld Quests and Slay the Spires and others that are.
2: I think I mean, with those, the difference is those are single player games.
1: Well that's what else I'm saying though, they made they took a card game they took a card game and made it into an actual game. Uh yeah. and not just the card battle thing. So uh that's the way th- I think things are going for that, instead of trying to be another Hearthstone because like you said, just like, wow there's only so many MMOs out there because it's really hard to sustain that all the time. Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, there are basically I think five MMOs that are like, pro- like that are profitable that I know of that aren't like Korean or Japan- like, Japanese. And those would be like, wow, Final Fantasy 14.
1: Well, Final Fantasy 14 War- technically it's Japanese.
2: Well, I mean, like that aren't strictly in Japan. Oh, okay, let's say that, um, like uh, Guild Wars 2, Elder Destiny Souls online, I think, and maybe like one or two more. Destiny. That's not an MMO. I mean, it is, but it's not like a, it's not like a traditional MMO.
1: Right. I mean,
2: and also that didn't do well initially. <laughs> like that one had, had to go. Free and they're play. doing a
1: lot better now that. Bungie got away from Activision. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. Mm. But, I mean, like, the reason they did that is because it wasn't doing well, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, there's others out there, but you don't really hear that much about them, so...
2: Yeah. It's a like big shock that there's not a big candle being held over EverQuest 2. Yeah. Remember the Matrix Online?
1: Uh, oh, boy, that's not... Yeah. What do you think about the... <laughs> They're releasing Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 on the same day. What? Good planning. <laughs> like, who thought of that? Like, Keanu Reeves yeah. is going to be everywhere. He'll be
2: making bank, I guess, regardless. I think yeah. uh, between the two, I think I think that Matrix 4 will get pushed off before John Wick 4.
1: Well, yeah. Because people can just wait for more Matrix. It's been so yeah. long. They'll be all right.
2: How are they going to make, make the Matrix though? Because Neo died in the film, and or the stupid movie, or MMO, and I think they all died in the MMO actually. <laughs> is that not yeah. be canon anymore? <laughs>
1: uh, probably not. <laughs> this is saying, probably not. Uh, game rankings is officially closed, which I shed a tear a little bit here because uh, at one point, uh, you know, 401. Are a, a place that both of us still ride at I mean Mark does a lot more than I do but uh <clears throat> it, at 1.41 was actually on game rankings therefore I have no idea why just all of a sudden out of the blue we were told that we could not put uh, game rankings uh, little uh, thing on the bottom yeah. of the reviews <laughs> uh so but it was kind of cool it made you feel like you had made it you yeah. know and you had gotten to be on game rankings and then obviously metacritic came and they were a lot more stringent and uh you know it made you i mean obviously it's the same goes when you get to be on metacritic or even open critic uh which you know i i'm one of those people that not to be uh I don't know, snooty or whatever, but I, I do tend to go in and see what... Cause I do tend to believe a lot more of, you know, the freedom that critic gives you a bit more than Metacritic does. But either way, they both work and serve their purpose. Um, so it's officially offline now. You'll just get redirected to Metacritic, but Game Rankings was cool for the time. It was, like, the only place that around that was, like, aggregated reviews, and you could... Sometimes the links would go down, but the most part, you could... Read all the reviews on that one place, and
2: I mean it was, it was awesome. cool, but they never seemed to upgrade their site, like the style. of the site. It's like
1: GameFAQs; they just they yeah, stayed so, the so same still, way like, it the end in Like
2: 1999 or something. Uh-huh. Like, what? Like I guess it's still functional enough, but it looks like ancient compared to most sites nowadays. Right, exactly. If you're waiting for uh, some, like JavaScript, like JavaScript pop-up to. To, like happen or something. It's like oh, that shit closed down years ago. Like, yeah, come on. What is this?
0: <laughs> so,
1: also uh, in the Valley of Gods is on hiatus because Campo Santo's uh, all the people working on that game kind of had to go to Half-Life, Alex, or other games.
2: Yeah, they, they, they bought the, they bought the studio and then split up the team, and it's like, well. Good work. And one of the writers
1: quit because basically I think he just believes that there's no way they're working on this game again.
2: Yeah, there was that writer that, I mean, he was a, uh, not like a part of the team, but he was like some hired gun or something, and he, he made some like long Twitter diatribe about it. And I was like, yeah, I... Which I don't really that.
1: blame him for. What? I don't blame him so much for that. I mean... Yeah, yeah,
2: because I mean, he probably put, he's like, well, he, he put putting like a lot of time into it, and yeah, it's like, well, not making it, so it's... it's you know, it's not basically Half Life Three once again. Like,
1: yeah, it's.
2: I mean, it's a change because yeah. that game. I wasn't like super in love with uh, Firewatch, but that uh, it, that game looked okay. Or that yeah, in the of Valley of Gods
1: looked interesting when they showed it off at the Game Awards.
2: I mean, it looked, a lot like, s- uh, looked like a lot like a like a mummy game or something, but no, mm-hmm. like female characters. Right. And less Brendan here.
1: I hope that they do get to work on it again, but I'm like you. I'm kind of thinking, not. Well, it's
2: like Valve puts out so many games so few games as it is. Like the last game they put out was Artifact, and the one before that was like Dota Two, and it's like you guys don't have a great track record here. Like you're not like pumping games out every year or anything like that. Like people are still like wondering where like Left for Dead Three is, and it's been that's been. Left 4 Dead 2 was, like, 2012? Maybe way earlier than that, actually. Yeah. Like
1: 2000,
2: maybe, like, 2009? And it's, like, mm-hmm. it's been almost a damn decade since i have not yeah. Left 4 Dead.
1: It's been a while. That's why they're having that team come back and they're making yeah.
2: that. It, it was 2009. It's the last Left 4 Dead. And it's like, well, it's only been a decade since you made one. Like,
1: Well, you know, they, they okay. have a problem counting the three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Riot is finally well, the settlement isn't technically approved by the court yet. But uh, Riot has offered up to pay ten million dollars in the gender discrimination lawsuit to get it settled. Yeah. And uh you know, the money will go to employees who've worked at Riot Games over the last five years. Uh, approximately a 1,000 female identifying employees um, who worked between November 2014 till now will get some kind of compensation for this. Uh, they haven't done the math yet, but, you know, uh, it's good that this is finally kind of coming to a close. I think what's Yes, they'll get the money, the stuff they had to go through, that won't replace that, but at least you would think that this might finally make Riot have to change their practices and get rid of some of the people that you still have there that were part of this problem and everything else.
2: I mean, you say no, that, yeah. but I don't think they've, they've mentioned they fired anyone or, or anything like that, so... No, I think, obviously,
1: they have to wait till this whole thing shakes out and is finished. So they don't want to cause any more... You know, give them any more negative publicity right now.
2: Yeah, it's like, hey, we also fired the main guy who's doing this, or fired, like, you know, the team, or, who, you know, whoever. Yeah, was, I totally expect
1: bad. them to quietly fire people.
2: Yeah
1: when this is completely over, but, yeah, I mean, it's good, I'm glad that some of the women, or, all the women are going to get something, um, I, I don't know any of them personally, but I have talked to several of them, on, you know, Twitter, DMs, or whatever, or, listened listen to things that they're on, uh, you know, podcasts, or other sites, or whatever, you know, so, glad to know that, they're getting something out of this but it's just this should have never had to happen and this the, but it's one of those that we we keep seeing that i mean if if there's anything this last few years has been a revelation for this kind of thing um hopefully this will be the last of like the big ones of us hearing stuff like this going on um yeah and, and we can get more into a let's treat everybody equally workplace
2: right but I uh, always going to be some, some of that like whole guy mentality thing or something stupid like that fortunately
1: I mean you see it every day with the, the streamer people
2: yeah
1: uh, and I mean obviously uh, there's a toxic community in every community uh, you know whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Marvel, whether it's gaming, whether it's uh, uh, sports, anything, we see it all the time. Don't, uh, don't
2: worry, wrestling is going to be always safe. Yeah,
1: a oh, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling is just as bad. Uh, so uh, you know, but we still see it. Whether it's titty streamers or uh, female streamers in general, or this guy said this and this guy said that, BS. Um, I don't think that's totally going to go away, but in the workplace where you have an office and you have people that are congregating every day and all that stuff, you shouldn't see it. Uh, when you're, when you're talking about somebody working on a stream and creating their own content and you have crazy people go into a chat and say stupid stuff, that's always going to be around, unfortunately. So it's just the way of the internet. (laughs)
2: yeah so,
1: at least for now <laughs> uh all right so let's talk about uh, games we've been playing kind of quickly at least my part's gonna be quick um
2: yeah i mean you can go first if you want
1: okay so i'm up to like the sixth gym i mean i got five badges i'm Almost at the sixth gym leader in Pokemon Sword. Uh, I definitely f- do get that feeling of they've started to rush the story a little bit. Um, and you start, you really do start feeling the whole okay, we're going along a route, oh, we're getting to the city that has a gym. Okay, I know what I'm going to do in here. I mean, that's mostly all Pokemon games. But again, the not having that many diversions thing kind of starts, you start feeling it there. Uh, I will say I'm still having fun uh, with the game. Uh, my Pokemon are almost at level like 50 at this point, And I'm at gym number six. So I think supposedly the champion's at level 60 when you have to face him. So I guess my crew will be ready to go uh, for that if things keep going the way they are with how they gain experience and and all that stuff um i forgot to mention i think last week when i was more in depth with it uh the dynamaxing and gigantamaxing and all that is cool uh, it's really cool when it happens because the crowd gets all crazy and some times they chant and there's different music and whatever but it's a gimmick, like all the other gimmicks—the Z moves and the Mega Evolutions and the whatever. It's there for three turns. The only time I ever do it is when the gym leader does it, so that I'm not at a disadvantage. Yeah. But I don't ever feel like if your team is balanced and you have the, you know, stat the the weakness to go against. I mean the the the. Oh, God. The element weak this thing down, and you know which one should be fighting which one, um, even when they're Dynamaxed, you might be able to withstand that, and then they can't Dynamax again for the entire battle. So, you're all right. I mean... I, I mean, I'm, I'm cool. Like, all these Pokemon games lately have had gimmicks. It's not a bad thing. It's just... I don't think this is going to survive past this sword and shield. And they'll have another gimmick to go along with the next one and whatever. And I just don't... Like, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, So, like, I think the Wild Area is, like, a million times a bigger deal and something they should take on forward as opposed to that. So, if you were... Upset, or somebody said something about why I didn't mention it. It was like, well, I kind of forgot, to be honest. But the reason I forgot is because it's not really a big deal. Um, right. Uh, I played uh, the the King Knight expansion thing. The the King of Cards. Uh, it's more Shovel Knight. Um, it has a triple triad sort of card game that you actually need to play okay you don't have to play it to get through the game but if you want to get better um equipment for king knight you need to actually win so uh it's not always it feels weird it's it's not always like the the best game that's there for that but it's cool. If you want more Shovel Knight, this is definitely it. And this is a really... Apparently, this is like a long... This is like the longest one of all That's the good. Shovel Knight campaigns. So, if you bought the treasure trove, you're definitely going to get your money's worth with this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and a Rise of Simple Story is just that. A simple story. It's like two hours long. I haven't finished it Um. Because the first time I was playing, I was doing it on a keyboard, and it was a pain in the ass to platform with the keyboard. Uh, after I got the gamepad again, it was a lot easier. It's actually sort of neat. Okay, so you can play co-op. Um, so perhaps, you know, the PC isn't the best thing for that, even though y- you could just plug in another gamepad and whatever. But um, So you play as the male character uh, if you're one player. If you're two players, then the person you play with, whether it's your significant other or not, you know, you can play with a friend. Typically, um, they get to play as the female characters are looking for the male character. so it's cool. You get to see both sides of the story, but it's like you get to live out their memories and flashbacks and things like that. It's really just it does have an impact in a way. If like you're one of those uh, people that you've been through relationships and you kind of been through some stuff Uh, I think it might impact you in a way there Um, the platforming is pretty simple Uh, the mechanic is that you you can go using the the left and right uh, thumbstick you can either reverse time which makes it snowy and stuff like that or you can go forward in time and there's water everywhere and you have to figure out how to jump through that and where you need to go to find the next statue of the uh that leads you to the next where you're supposed to go um that isn't always the best uh some of it's clunky uh and trying to figure out exactly where you're supposed to go is not always clear um but it is kind of fun to explore in the same vein as well so um i've enjoyed it it's 20 bucks I know, not everybody wants everybody. Some people are very cautious about. Oh my God, it's a two-hour game. Why the hell am I going to spend you know, more than five bucks on that? But I think the story is well worth your time if you like short games like that. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I was going to say, speaking of short games, we picked up, or I picked up, uh, The Tourist. With a Y, <laughs> which good spelling on that, I guess. <laughs> but that game's awesome. It's like a. It reminds me of like an old style Zelda game, but it's isometric. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like blocky and pixelated, intentionally. They kind of
1: look like little low characters, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just cool. There's no combat, at least something I've seen so far. Like I get, a, I got like a dash, but all I can do is jump and climb. Like, there's no, like, combat... There's no enemies or combat. It's all just puzzle-solving and interacting with different... Enemies well, you areas.
1: actually... I saw some where you evade... Like, you do well, evade things that are getting your there, way.
2: There are, like, boss fights, but they aren't, like... They don't kill you. It's just you just stuck in a room with this boss. And it's, like, wait, they just mess gonna up gonna your puzzle? Like, one... Like, one of the bosses is like, okay, you're in this room that the boss is, like, this big snake that's, like... So, like moving forward, moving towards you all the time, but it's like, it's like a chess piece or it's like jumping squares or like jump, you know, jumping, you know, like that. And Mm -hmm. there are four glowing blocks in the room and you have to get this boss to to smash all four of them. And that's it. Like, you can't do it, but the boss has to like land on the the block for it to crush and then once all four go away, then the boss is done. Okay. Uh, But yeah, it's just, it's like super inventive it's a lot of fun uh, I think it has a good writing it looks great it also plays really well it's like, no it's simple art style but uh, compared to like Binding of Isaac which is I've been having a lot more technical issues with like it plays great because they do, I think they designed it well for the system <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, it's a lot part. of fun I think it's well worth 20 bucks it, oh. Ever play, uh, ever play three D game heroes? Yes. It reminds me of that, but without combat.
1: Oh, I love that game.
2: Yeah, like there's a lot more talking to people, or like, okay, you have to, uh, you have to like pick pick up this uh, smoothie guy. He needs certain fruit to like make smoothies. So you have to pick up like two watermelons and a strawberry. And once you do that do that, you get a you get a smoothie from him, which unlocks like this elevator guy who needs a smoothie because then he'll unlock the elevator for you to use, and then then you can use the elevator to go on the shrine and you know it's, like stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it works pretty well. And I guess awesome. I, like it's I forget the I forget the uh, the company name. Oh, who is it? Let's see, it's uh Shinen. Shinen? Uh multimedia. Like some Japanese developer I think. Put it this way. They have an apostrophe oh it's a German uh Yeah, I might have to guess again so to pronounce her name. But they have a bunch of like old of their game like old uh ports of their games in this thing as like arcade games.
1: Uh, I saw that in the trailer, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
2: Which are, like, hard, yeah. I mean, they're fun, but they're, like, challenging. But, yeah, yeah. I think it's well worth it. Like, I bought it because, well, the reason I was interested is it got, like, a lot of good reviews, like, mm-hmm. really, like, just a few days ago. Like, 9s and, like, 9.5s and stuff like that. I'm like, all right. Yeah, they also made okay.
1: the Fast RMX. That was yeah. a Switch launch game.
2: Was that the, uh...
1: That's the that F-Zero uh,
2: Yeah, okay, look-alike. that's yeah, I yeah. saw that, and I was like, "Huh, this looks okay." <laughs> but it's yeah, I mean, they,
1: they make other games like that, Nano Assault, Jet Rocket. They're known for like, sort of racing.
2: Yeah, but games. this is like a very this is like a very relaxed game. So, like one of the one of the quests involves you land on this beach and there's a beach party going on, and you have to like pump up the, uh, the party like the energy of the party for like the DJ to get happy. <laughs> Going around like flicking all these switches and like plugging shit in, and eventually like the party gets to maximum level and he's all like, "Yay! Too bad I only have one song, so buy me some more music." (laughs) Right. Uh, Other than that, the biggest thing the biggest thing was I got a uh, uh, SD to SNES Pro flash card, which is fun.
1: (laughs) I know you've been excited about that thing, so
2: yeah. It's funny, the reason I bought it is there are a few Super Nintendo diagnostic programs um, that, like, you play them or you use them to, like, diagnose your problems with Super Nintendo, Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: I ran them, and it said my Super Nintendo worked fine. And it's like, nope. Nope. (laughs) Wow. So, like, those programs, I think, they ran okay, but they were, they didn't see what my problem was specifically, so I'm like, oh, well... They still have this cool-looking thing. <laughs> eh. And I guess, like, there are SNES games call, that are being updated But now. you
1: did eventually figure out what was wrong with it, right?
2: Yeah, I went to take apart my Super Nintendo and saw wires coming out of this fucking ship, and I'm like, yeah, it's probably not a good sign. <laughs>
1: Can't fix it?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm afraid to. Uh, uh. I think maybe. Or I may mean, like have to, like, find a guy. Which is always always nice, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: um, but there's a, uh, I guess people are, like retro hacking SNES games to add an MSU one support, and that means like much higher audio quality, like basically like CD audio level quality into SNES games. Yeah. So that looks fun. There's some like yeah. Zelda game that looks insane because they, they they added in like a bunch of like high. Fidelity music, and then, like, anime cutscenes and Zelda mm-hmm. Link to the Past.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, nice. Like,
2: how, how big is this game gonna be? I don't think it's done, or I think it might have just been, like, some test case or something. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a link for it. Uh, but I imagine that ROM is gonna be big.
1: <laughs> Probably.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I'm happy to have that cart and then hopefully my stupid obscene obsession with buying Super Nintendo games will be over.
0: Because
2: <laughs> my, huh? my my super analog NT or whatever it's called can already run like 99% of the SNES games in the market already and let's handle the other like 0.9%. Like it can't play like four Japanese games and that's it. And it's like, why do I keep why do I want, want to buy Earthbound? <laughs> this is dumb. You
1: know you want it. You know you want it. Earth I, mean, I sounds do, good.
2: for $150 or whatever. No,
1: no. That's not
2: what Earthbound goes for nowadays.
1: I wouldn't pay that. That's, yeah. that's crazy.
2: Right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm getting, getting a bunch of crap in tomorrow. And I got... You get you got me Desk in which I'll start playing soon, hopefully. And then I got uh, Darksiders Genesis. So, hopefully I that's good. I've
1: seen a lot of good reviews for that. So... Yeah.
2: My only problem is I wish that game was really was on PC or sorry was really on console, because it'd probably be a good game to play at the end. But uh, it's not, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing they didn't have it come out on everything because they didn't want another Dark Siders three. They just wanted to see how this goes and then put it on stuff.
2: Well, I think it's coming out. Like, the console version is coming out like February. Oh,
0: so they probably weren't okay.
2: done yet. Um, but it's on like PC and Skadia right now.
1: Like, uh, All right. Well You know where you're going Yeah Definitely not Stadia
2: Oh <laughs> uh, never <laughs> But yeah I've just been playing a bunch of other Like Fire Emblem and Binding of Isaac And Puzzle Quest you know Crap that I shouldn't be playing and a lot of Assassin's Creed 3 Which is really scaring me now <laughs>
1: I don't know why Because
2: Yen's is like why are you playing this
1: why? Yeah, exactly why? Why are I, you I told, playing that?
2: I actually told Jens, I've I replayed Assassin's Creed 4 at least, like, three different times and he was, like, dumbfounded. He was like, how do you have time? Or, like, what? don't you have other crap to play? I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of like a warm blanket, because I know what I'm doing, well, and it's not hard.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right, you.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm getting Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I think, soon. And, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun, but I'm actually going to have to try it, that game.
1: Assassin's Creed Three, not to try. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I mean, luckily for Mark the tourist is, it seems like it's uh, short because he's got Darksiders Genesis, he's got, uh, Jedi. uh Death Stranding, Jedi's Fallen Order, and uh, Disco Elysium to play, yeah. so. <laughs> That'll be fun too. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a lot to to go through. Um, so let's you know, this is stuff we don't have to talk about. So we'll just yeah, cut the entertainment, entertainment stuff, new stuff new off the of there. A bunch of trailers over the weekend look pretty good, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Black Widow, Free Guy, uh Wonder Woman eighty four, I think we all knew Black Widow, Woman or Woman, at 84, we're gonna be good, a Free Guy looks like, somebody made a GTA Online, movie, and Rob Reynolds is freaking awesome, so, he's gonna make it awesome,
2: it looks like a Black Mirror, mixed with like, Wreck-It Ralph,
1: yeah, that too, uh, even my girlfriend, who's not, a gaming person, at all, watched that, trailer for Free Guy, and she was like, we need to see this, so, so. I was like, this is basically like Grand Theft Auto the movie, but yeah. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah, I mean, yeah, it looked good too. I've heard some
2: people complaining that that there aren't jokes in it, and I'm just like, I think they're going more for tone at least initially. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: like, can you let them have another trailer? I'm sure they can have jokes in that one.
2: Yeah, as long as they aren't like the queefing jokes in that Ghostbusters female movie, which is. Well, you know... Dietribe about wonton soup. It's like, oh,
1: some, some people... Yeah, it's just... Mm-hmm. You know, somebody could have just said, Hey, you don't need that, but... Sure. Uh, no, Paul Feig was just like, Alright, be funny. And they were
2: probably like, What about a script? And they were like, what a, What's that? <laughs> uh, we
1: don't need a script. Just whatever. We'll, we'll just yeah. ad-lib. It's, it's all good. Okay, so like I mentioned game awards either are about to happen or already happened so these are from here until the end of the show uh, well okay just really quick even though you don't need us to do this I'm just gonna uh, this week we're getting we're getting towards the end of the year but uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 comes out on PC. It's a great game on PS4 and Switch, so I'm sure it's going to be great on PC. Uh, one of my favorites from this year. Uh, Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries comes out on PC. Um, has it already come out on consoles?
2: No, it's or only on PC.
1: Oh, it's only on PC, so...
2: At least for now. I mean, it might come to consoles, but Mech Warriors has primarily always been a... Uh PC-focused uh, franchise.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Ashton comes to PS4 and Switch. It's pretty good. I played some on Xbox, Uh Xbox bat- last year. Uh, GTFO comes out on PC. It's a shooter. It's getting some publicity there. Uh, and Detroit Become Human comes to Epic Game Store. Yeah. So, yeah, if you didn't play it on PS4 last year, I guess, you can play it on PC now. So, uh, And Dead End Job looks interesting, at least with a bunch of monsters and weird-looking things. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Alright, so from here on, we're talking about Game Awards stuff. So, again, if you're listening to this after it already happened, then... You probably don't need to hear us give predictions unless you want to see how wrong we were. uh, Then have at it. We'll also, by the time you're probably listening to this, have our own Game Awards post-show available. So, uh, also, we'll probably be irrelevant here. Uh, But, yeah, if you're listening to this before the Game Awards, then thank you for getting this far, first of all. Second, uh... Yeah, we're we're gonna try to get through this and give us give your our thoughts on who we, not who we want to win. We might mention who we'd like to see win, but more of who we think will win uh, these awards. And speaking of awards, we will have our game of the year top twenty-five that we normally do. Uh, the weekend not. This weekend, but next weekend, the weekend of the twenty first, twenty second, or you can call it the weekend that Star Wars Sky Rise of Skywalker comes out, whatever, you know, floats your boat or the weekend before Christmas, you know, whatever. Uh, it'll be that Saturday night or that Sunday at some point. Uh it won't just be uh Mark and I. It will also feature at least Randy Isbo, who will also be on that Game Awards post show. And perhaps, uh, Jens as well. So we yeah, can get. for it. <laughs> and perhaps Daniel Anderson will make a return as well. I don't know. He has a weird schedule with his job. So. But at least should be three or four people. Won't just be us, uh, talking. We try to usually have like a little round table for that. We're gonna. We're also not doing our voting the same way. Um, kind of having everybody do like a top just to kind of have an idea because I think when we have that list thing we kind of don't always look at everything that's out there and really give things a fair shot that perhaps should be higher on lists because we're going off a tier system that's also flawed in a way Uh, so perhaps this will I mean not that again the 25 that we came up with in the first two years that we've done this was bad or anything, just I feel like perhaps this might be work out better this time. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so, all right, enough with the preamble. Uh, let's let's get into actually <coughs> going through uh, these nominations. So, I'm going to leave game of the year last, obviously. Uh, so, best narrative uh, nominees are Plague tell Innocence Control, Death Stranding Disco Elysium and The Outer Worlds
2: uh, I mean I would probably say Disco Elysium even though I haven't played it but I know that that's a big hook for the game um, I'd probably personally if I would, for me it'd probably be Control but that's just me <laughs> uh,
1: I think I'd like to see uh I'd like to see this win just because it it's a narrative that you can take anywhere you want and that's really decent that's really cool. I I also kinda have to look at, you know, when these awards were being made, which is why you're gonna see the outer worlds and this stranding on here a lot, is right when both of those games came out. Or we're about to come out.
2: Is this a tad weird because of the uh, Jeff Keighley connection.
1: Yeah. Also, that Jeff Keighley is obviously loves the heck out of Hideo Kojima. So, um, and her number of fan votes are only ten percent. Uh, the critics, obviously, the one hundred and ninety game different game media, uh, they got to vote on this. They are ninety percent. So, what they say is going to. Uh, matter a lot more here. Uh I'm going to say this surrounding is probably going to win.
2: I would say not hmm. because I don't think the start in that game is that good. That's what I understand.
1: Yeah. It well, you know, it depends on who you talk to. This is such a polarizing game. There are people that I mean, just live and die by this game and there's people that just can't stand it.
2: That's why I think like, you know, Everyone loves Disco Elysium, so.
1: But the thing is, I think when this was when this was being made, Disco Elysium didn't have the big, huge publicity that it has now where you've had a lot more people be able to play Disco Elysium. And I also think you're going to see more of that polarization, Hurt, Death Stranding in the big category, the Game of the Year category. I think you're going to see it win some of the smaller things. Because perhaps it doesn't win the, the big category. But um, I on for like I said, for me I'd rather see control or disco legion win, but I think Dust stranding is probably going to win. Um best ongoing game, I'm gonna say Fortnite probably wins that just from default. Even though yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen probably should.
2: I'd I say Fortnite, I mean it's so I mean, for me, it's just very immaterial because I don't play any of those
1: games. Yeah, right. It's, it's same here, but it just felt like we had to uh, mention it. Uh, best score music. Canes um, of Hyrule has fantastic soundtrack. Especially if you you know love your Zelda. Death Stranding uh, has a lot of licensed music, so depending on how you feel about that um kingdom hearts 3 has a fantastic soundtrack if you like you know that the the typical square enix thing that you're used to hearing with rpgs Sign out wild hearts is all based around an entire the entire game is a album so if there was a th- that's what makes that game stand out that May make cry 5 as a good soundtrack as well I, I gotta agree with these nominees here um I don't know. I I feel like any of these really have a shot. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> I would,
2: of this list, I would say Cadens of Hyrule. But uh, I'm really not shocked, but I'm annoyed that Fire Emblem isn't on there.
1: <laughs> this is a, this is no one that could go like either way. There's a lot of people that don't like when you put a lot of licensed sound, li- license, licensed music in your game soundtrack, and they shit on it and there's people that if it works for the game they love it uh so i could see death stranding win uh you know what the hell i'm gonna say sign wild hearts because that's what this game's built around
2: yeah i've heard that's a pretty good soundtrack but haven't played it so
1: the game's like two hours long <laughs> yeah. so uh it's uh, best art direction. Control. Death Stranding. Gris. Cyanide uh, Wild Hearts. Uh, Sekro. And Legend of Zelda's Link Awaken- Link's Awakening.
2: I I would actually say Control. Because like it was like best graphics, technical. I might say Death Stranding. Um, but I think Control is a like really good art. Well, style.
1: I think he merged both of them now. Yeah. So this is both technical and looking or graphics or whatever the hell. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. For me, if I, look, I know Greece technically Um, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this one time. So, uh, I'm not Spanish. I'm Venezuelan. We say Greece. Technically, in Spain, they cut off the, they have a different way of saying uh, their S's and their Z's. So, it's like Gree for them. Uh, But, yeah, so, uh, don't get all technical on the way I say that. Honestly, for me, Greece is the most beautiful looking game out of the entire, everything here. When I look back at the, I know it's a last year's game. So, that might give it a, I don't want to vote for that. But when I look back to think about playing that game, that's all I think about, aside from the music and whatever. But I still think about that, and I haven't played that game since I think the beginning of January. Cyanide uh, Wild Hearts is a really cool look to it. Um, I don't think it'll win. Uh, I'd, I think there's enough people that don't like Link's, Link's Awakening's graphics. No, I, I mean, yeah. it
2: looks good, but it's I mean, it very iterative. I'm, I'm on the, the PBA game, or the, G, the Game Boy game, sorry. So, no. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I'd, I'd probably say Kings of Hyrule.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Greece wins this. If there's one I mean I know Greece is nominated several times, if there's one thing it probably should win is this.
2: Yeah. I mean
1: sure. We'll see. Uh, I haven't played it so <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh Best Game Direction Control The Stranding Resident Evil Two Remake Sekiro Outer Wilds. I uh, take control. I would say control as well, even though I could, s- I could easily see Death Stranding taking this too.
2: I would take control, and my second choice would be Resident Evil Two.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I think of what they did with the remake to change it, and just they made it a, mo- they made it a mo- perhaps an even better game.
2: But this is, another, this is another category where, like, I would probably dump, a like, Sekiro and put in like, Fire Emblem, because <laughs> I thought that game, like, the direction of that game was, like, great.
1: <laughs> Sekiro has some pretty good game direction, too, though. Uh, what they did to change up what you think of a Dark Souls game and well, kind like of put it on its head. Yeah. Like, they really changed yeah.
2: the idea of, like, the strategy game. Like, it's not, like, bone-crushingly difficult like a disguise game or overly complicated, like a disguise yeah. game. So...
1: That's fair enough. I mean, that's good that there's multiple. I like it when there's multiple games that could win a category instead of just oh, there's it's gonna win. You know what it is? Yeah. Uh, that's the thing though. Is like, kind of sucks that you're seeing a lot of the same games nominated in all these things, but
2: well, that's how it goes because I mean, yeah. Control or Control is like one of the best games of the year. Resident Evil Two is one of the best games what? of the year. Death Stranding it's not one of the best <laughs> no, we'll see about Death Stranding I mean, I'm kidding about that game but like I know Ken's right. just playing it like fervently for like a week
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then after he you know after he finished it he was like yeah that was a bad decision on my part
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy loved it but he's a Kojima lover so I don't know how much I can really take out of how many, you know uh,
2: how many Fat Man references are going to be in this game uh,
1: uh, I no mean Metal Gear or Solid or... I think is his like favorite game franchise of all time so you know take that for what you will on on that it's difficult to I think parse the author it. from the from the game there uh, best indie game uh, Baba is You which I loved uh, because it's so inventive and how it makes a Puzzle game out of out of of what it does, it's it's so cool. Uh, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. Uh, All of these are deserving. I think Disco. Yeah, I think Disco Elysium is probably gonna win. Shout out to Outer Wilds though for what it does, because it's a really really unique game. Goose game though. To think about the the I mean, Goose craziness of that games, game too. But it's very.
2: Yeah. I think it's very. Uh, I wouldn't say simple.
1: It is very simple. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very elementary. So it's not like there's not like a lot of game mechanics. It's just about mm. you know dragging the shit to where you need to go and or uh, you know annoying people right. so you can get to what you need.
1: Uh. Games for Impact, which sometimes I feel like this is kind of a, a weird category. Uh, Concrete Genie, which is one of the games that I wanted to play, but I didn't get to. Grease.
2: Yeah. That game's weird, because it came out, like, it made such a big splash uh, when they showed the trailer, and then no one talked uh, about it when it came out.
1: Yep. Uh, kind Words, Life is Strange 2, and Sea of Solitude. Okay. I feel like Life is Strange 2 is going to win because that's the game that people out of all this list probably played. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I'd say that, or that Gris game. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I have even heard of the other kind words or Sea of Solitudes.
1: I've heard of Sea of Solitude. They I made a big I, deal about it I, on I E3. Of sea of Solitude. That's, like
2: that, that's like that Sea game, right? Or like uh-huh. you're alone or something. Right. Yeah. It's just called a castaway too. Yeah.
1: That, yeah, that wouldn't have been off the off the beaten path there uh, best VR game this is a really good slate of VR games uh, to be fair um, Asgard's Wrath I heard is really good so is Blood and Truth of course Beat Saber was the darling of the end of last year uh, No Man's Sky and Trover Saves the Universe which hits Xbox this uh, next week without VR so yeah
2: or just plug a PSVR into it see what happens
1: <laughs> <laughs> if Asgard's Wrath I mean, and Blind and Truth weren't so good I'd say Beat Saber
2: I, it'll be Beat Saber
1: you still think so
2: yeah I think my biggest problem with Beat Saber honestly as it just as a game is it just has music I don't care about so yeah. like well. you know playing is great but you know I don't like those type of electronic music songs or you know the artists they get it's all, like, the right. problem of, like, Rock Band. Or, like, not Rock Band, that Amplitude. <coughs> not, that, you know, they did... Amplitude? Yeah, yeah. Like, the PS4, it's like, all right. I mean, it's the same basic gameplay, but you have none of the songs I care about. So, by mm-hmm. definition, this isn't a good music game. Right. There's a game I'd like agree with
1: you there, yeah.
2: I've actually been playing uh, Audio Shield on the PC, which is really good as a VR game.
1: Well, there you go. Everybody, check out Audio Shield.
2: Because that takes, sure. like, it's not like Beat Saber. Like, you're not, you know, slacking things. You're guarding against, like, colored shots. But you mm-hmm. can plug in any MP3 you want. So it's like, alright, this is neat.
1: Oh, sweet. I yeah. don't want to play that even. What? I don't want to play that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. like seven bucks. It was on sale. So I'm like, alright, neat. The only um, I wish it could be on Oculus Quest, but I never will be. <laughs> Especially since I just bought
1: you know, Beat Studio, whoever, so it's like, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm sure it won't now. Uh, this one should be really quick. Best family game, Luigi's Mansion 3, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, Smash is going to win.
2: Yeah. Luigi's Mansion 2 is pretty
1: good, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't think of that as a family game, though. It's a, it has co-op, but,
2: it's like I mean yeah
1: but it's more like single player or so Super Mario Maker 2 like for me it's either Ring Fit Adventure or Smash and you know Smash is gonna win
0: yeah
1: uh best strategy game if this is not Fire Emblem Three Houses these people are on crack uh yeah Age of Wonders Planetfall
2: if that that doesn't happen I will riot (laughs)
1: For sure, it got snowed for Game of the Year, so it better win this. Uh, as Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Anno, 1800, Fire Three Houses, Total War Three Kingdoms, Tropical 6, and Wargroove. Um, I enjoyed Wargroove for what it was with Fire Three Houses, blows it out of the frickin' water. So
2: I mean, it's, it's, it should be in a strategy game, but it should also honestly be under like Best RPG as well, from my view. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You aren't totally wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Fire them, hands down. Uh, I'm gonna be honest; we're gonna skip best sports game because. Yeah, wrong, it's gonna
2: be WWE
1: 2K20. Uh, you know it's not. Uh, I'll, I'll say that if Crash Team Racing didn't have all the negative crap, it should have won. It could win, but it's probably FIFA. Yeah, because all yeah.
2: that like. Well, they introduced all that, like, pay-to-win
1: stuff now in Crash, right? Yeah. This this is gross. Why? Oh, it's Activision. Why am I asking why? Yeah. Uh, a fresh indie game, which I think... That's supposed to be more for the developers than the actual game.
2: Yeah. But... I don't think ZA slash UM is a game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, ZA slash UM for Disco Elysium, Nomada Studio for Grease, Dead Toast Entertainment slash... um, Devolver for My Friend Pedro. Uh, Mobius Digital for Outer Wilds. A mega Quit for Slay the Spire. House House for Untold Goose Game. So, basically you're talking about some of the big heavy hitters for indies this year. Uh, Disco Elysium, because that is the most inventive game I think we've seen in a long, long time. For actually taking the choosing your own path thing and just really making it actually count yeah you know uh i love say the spire it's one of my favorite games from this year um you know but *Disco gold should definitely uh definitely win there right uh best multiplayer game i feel like this is apex legends to lose Borderlands 3, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, and Division 2. Yeah,
2: like uh, I like Tetris and Division 2 is alright, but yeah, those aren't contenders. Let's be honest here. Yeah,
1: definitely. With Apex being the big, the big battle royale game it was this year, it's got to win something. Yeah. Uh, best fighting game, which I feel like this is just Mortal Kombat 11 and Smash, and the rest of the people are just here to make a category. What are you talking about uh, man? You know, Jump Force is
2: going to win. Oh if God! Goku and Naruto.
1: That game is awful. Uh, yeah. Dead or Alive. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I know we both got it at the same time. Oh, yeah. It was I awful. It, I was like, yeah, this is bad. Better <laughs> Love 6, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Smash, and Samurai Showdown. which Samurai Showdown is pretty good, actually. But, yeah, this is. Okay, if you I, care about I, the.
2: See, I think. I actually think Smash Brothers might win this.
1: <laughs> I think it just depends on the people that. If they really care about the whole. Uh, Smash is technically a 2018 game. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, when I think about fighting games and Smash is, like, the, what, most, the most popular and, and most highest grossing fighting game ever. Um, and, you know, you know the Game Awards is gonna reveal the fifth fighter and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I think Smash is gonna win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mortal Kombat 11 also is. Cause Ed Boon has done stuff for Game Awards before, too, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, this is where he announces Injustice 3. Yeah, probably. Or, or, or they announce like a WWE arcade game, which would actually be pretty cool.
1: That would be cool if they did that game.
2: That, that mobile game just for like... Console, consoles,
1: yeah. You know? <laughs> it probably won't do, though. No. Uh, so, best action game. Apex Legends. So this is stuff that doesn't have puzzling elements, basically. Uh, Apex Legends Astral Chain which I loved, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. Um,
2: I, I don't think a lot of people, like, I know Yen's, like, like Astral fan quite a bit, too. Um, I don't know, I might see, like, Devil May Cry winning this.
1: Yeah, I'd say Devil May Cry, too. Uh, even though Call of Duty is there. Yeah. And, you know...
2: But I don't think it, like, I I don't think the, uh, story got, like, a huge great reception, necessarily.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, when I think about an action game, I'm thinking about the Cry 5. Like, that's... That's the game that stands out. Being
2: being in this list is kind of weird.
1: It's because they don't have a shooter category anymore.
2: Yeah, but it's not an action game. It's more more of a a stealth game, or, like, the action-adventure category, really.
1: Right, but... You know, technicalities. I guess, uh... Best action-adventure game, because this has puzzling in it. Uh, Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and Sekro: Shadow of the twice. Oh, so uh, everyone knows
2: it's going to be Borderlands 3. Uh,
1: y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> I, say, I say that as a, as a joke to the end. Um, no, I think, I can think by Control, Resident Evil 2...
1: Man, Sekiro could win this, uh, Resident Evil I, 2...
2: I think Resident Evil 2 would be good, because I really liked how, what they did with the map in that game. So, like, you know, when you come up to a door that you can't open, it goes like, okay, here's a diamond on this door. So it's like, alright, now i got the diamond key, you don't have to look at this map and go, oh, now I can open all these stupid diamond doors I was passing.
1: <laughs> right. I, I think Sekiro's gonna be the Spider-Man or the Horizon... Of Where this it year, of it's going to get nominated and not win.
2: I feel that way about Death Stranding. Though
1: also, oh, Death Stranding will win something because you're not going to have Kojima show up to that thing and not get something. Uh,
2: gonna
1: you know, I'm going to say Resident Evil, Evil Two this wins this.
2: Huh? <laughs> Nothing.
1: I made a sex joke. Oh, <laughs> God. Resident Evil Two. I think will win.
2: Yeah.
1: This one. Um, Best role-playing game, Uh, Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV, why is this not the best ongoing game, I have no idea, Final Fantasy XIV, I mean, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, no it's not, not going to win, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, god I feel like that came out and no one talked about it,
2: I, I would call Monster Hunter, like, an, like honestly, like an action game, not a RPG, necessarily. Well,
1: they, I think they do it to separate it. Yeah. Out um, the Outer Worlds, uh, obviously in here, um, okay. on I mean,
2: this list, I'd probably see the Outer Worlds. Uh, that's not playing Disco, but...
1: Yeah, I could Outer see World. Outer Worlds winning this, cause, so I get something.
2: Outer Worlds is fine. I, I just really fell off in the story hard. Like, that was my problem with it. Like, I stopped. I've heard a lot of people say I that. Back to it, and then I was like, I have no idea what I'm, where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do. And honestly, I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Disco Elysium should win. But I think Outer Worlds will win on this one. Yeah. Uh. That's where else? Yeah, best performance. Um, Ashley Birch as Parvati Holcomb for Out of Worlds. Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden for Control. Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz for Gears 5. Uh, I, I'm going to say they did a good job with Kate in Gears 5, so I agree there. But Mads Milkinson, I've heard a lot that he does a lot in Death Stranding. Yeah, so.
2: Jens in particular likes his character or his performance in that
1: game <laughs> uh, Matthew Perletta is Dr. Casper Darling which is apparently is everybody's favorite character for Control and Norman Reedus is Sam Porter Bridges Death Stranding okay if we're talking about Death Stranding Mads should win just for, out of the two Um, I feel like it is going to be Mads though
2: I think it'll actually be actually Birch because I think people really climb onto that uh, Parvati character in Wild, Outer Wilds, or Outer World, sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mads would also be a good choice, even though I haven't really seen him that much. but.
1: Uh, best ongoing game, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, Stormbringers has apparently been fantastic this year. I know Apex Legends hit everybody like I don't know where, and they loved it for a while. But it also had some, a lot of negative stuff with the community and all that stuff. I don't know. I probably won't win. I'm gonna say Final Fantasy 14.
2: I'd probably say Fortnite, but yeah. I mean, uh, Final Fantasy
0: 14
1: does have the near dungeon, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice. <laughs> actually, I think we just did <laughs> that category twice yeah um it's also late so best I think that's it we only have to do game of the year I mean best community, whatever uh I think that's I think we did everything else, so I'm trying just trying to go through again yeah. oh audio design I think we didn't do uh, so mono warfare is in here. I feel like this could be the one Modern Warfare wins.
2: Meh. Well, it's all like... Yeah, my audio design is Modern Warfare, Control, as usual, Death Stranding, as usual. Uh, Or Death Stranding could win. I mean, if it's just audio, I actually might say Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Or or Control, because both games... There's not a ton of audio in those games for a reason. You know, yeah, but Control,
1: fire. like, will let you know things with the audio. Oh,
2: yeah. I so, mean, it, it's like, good. It, yeah, you can hear the enemies spawning in. Right. And it has that really good post of the ball song. So that's
1: always nice. <laughs> I'll agree on that. Uh, okay, so Game of the Year. Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadow Sides West, Smash, and Outer Worlds. Okay. Um...
2: I'm gonna write in Fire Emblem, and that should win. <laughs> Fire
1: Emblem should have been in here instead of Out of Worlds, but
2: and and that that'll be my argument next year when Persona Five Royal is not in any of these in any of these awards.
1: No, it, it, but okay, Persona Five Royal, is not really an expansion; it's DLC that they're making into another game.
2: Yeah, they have it before, so.
1: I know, but like at least Resident Evil Two is like a full on you know, remake, Link's Awakening, all that, you know. Yeah. Um I this this is what's gonna this is what's hard. You know. Um I think this is gonna be one of the most the years that you're gonna have a game of the year, it's not God of War and Red Dead Two fighting each other. It's not um, you know, Breath of the Wild, and you know, what was the other game from that year that I can't think of? Mario
2: Odyssey.
1: Well, that and there was something else. Um, um
2: Metal Gear, or wasn't it Metal Gear Solid Five?
1: No, it was. There was another game that I. It's, just, it's out. Like I'm. I'm gonna think about it when. When they won't you'll matter bolt anymore. Up,
2: You'll bolt right up at 5am going, Oh,
1: was that game. Uh, so... <laughs> okay. Death Stranding, I think, is got too many people like and dislike this game. I think Smash is going to have too many, uh... It's technically a last year game. Uh, Sekiro has the... Well, it's hard... And I didn't play it, or it's hard and I love it, and it's the best game out there. Um, to me, I think it's between Resident Evil Two and Control.
2: Yeah, I think the Outer Worlds is good, but I think this narratively just kind of just kind of fell apart at certain points.
1: It had also. Uh,
2: I mean, between these two, I'd say I'd actually say Resident Evil Two. Uh, Control is very good, mm-hmm. but it would still be like my number three or four. Like I would. I, for me, probably, like *Resident Evil 2* is number one, or *Fire Emblem*, and then *Control* is number, like, number three or something. <laughs> but you can tell, like, you can tell when these this cutoff because I think, like, if they had this, if they had these, there's no
1: *Fallen gone, Order*, no *Pokemon*, no, yeah. Um,
2: I mean, like, I think, I think *Star Wars Jedi* will be like the one, like the Smash Brothers of this year for next year. It'll be like,
1: we we'll see. Last
2: year, but it was past the cutoff point.
1: Yeah, so, no *Disco Elysium* either. Because,
2: No, I mean, Disco is on here quite a bit. That's I know, hard. but
1: I feel like people didn't, I don't think it was like, sele- this is one of those things where Disco is getting a lot more after the cutoff. Yeah. I think people started talking a lot more about Disco than before the cutoff. And it's starting, like now you're seeing people, this is my game of the year, this is my game of the year. You weren't seeing that in September. So I think you were seeing it as, okay, it's one of the best indie games from this year. It's one of the best RPGs because there wasn't that many RPGs. um, That kind of thing. But I think for this, again, this is where I think, where you have the cutoff and I also think Smash was just put in there I don't know that people just decided we're gonna vote for Smash um I think uh this is where you see it where okay people were playing the Outer Worlds a lot and people were playing Death Stranding a lot yeah so they're here you know and I don't know maybe if you do the cutoff later they're not both there Uh, I don't know um,
2: I mean, but I think I actually think Resident Evil too. Like, I think there's just steep. Uh, like, I really
1: think Control. Game. I think Control's gonna win.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, Control is a much more. It's more action packed, obviously.
1: Yeah. Well, the and physics not, is great, too. And,
2: yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. The only problem, the only problem I really had with Control was I played it on a PS4, which sucked.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a very graphic intensive.
2: Well, like every game time, sure. like playing the game was fine, but every time I paused the game, it would like when I would unpause, it would like hitch for like five seconds. I
0: was
2: like what is going on? And then it would like like judder back to life or judder back to like normal. But I'm like, what? I tend to pause games pretty regularly when I'm playing, or you know, get a drink of water, or, you know, go right. get something to eat or pet pet cat or something. And then this game was just like freaking out constantly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, again. This is going to be a year where you're going to see so many different game of the year. And so I wouldn't take whatever, whoever wins here as gospel or whatever. You had a This is a year that had a lot of great games, both big and small. And uh, you didn't have just this masterpiece of a game that you go, okay, that has to win. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a fun year uh, to, to see you know, yeah, who ends up coming out uh, the ultimate winner, I guess, or whatever. Um, is there a game you want to see announced or something you'd like to hear more about that they could show off at the Game Awards?
2: I think that sequel to Spider-Man would be good. Um, I mean, for like PS5, maybe. Right. Uh, I think they're going to show off like a Zelda trailer. You think so? Uh, Like the Zelda Breath of the Wild.
1: We haven't heard any more from Bayonetta 3 either since they showed off at that Game Awards a few years ago.
2: Or like Metro... uh, Metroid. Metroid, sorry, thank you. Like that trilogy finally. Yeah.
1: Like show off Prime 4 and go, oh yeah, the trilogy's coming. Yeah. I mean, Reggie is going to be there, even though he's not affiliated with Nintendo anymore, but he could show off something.
2: Yeah. They could hire him back for a night.
1: <laughs> and they like could it. have Doug Bowser show up, too, and be like, hey, here's what Nintendo has today, or whatever.
2: Well, it's funny, um, my friend, uh, I think I mentioned him before, uh, John Vinyaki's at Nintendo now. Right. I really wish he would become like, the point man for Nintendo. Because <laughs> he would do, he'd be great at it. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, you know he would, but I feel like you can't pass up on having a guy. His actually last name is Bowser.
2: Yeah, except they need to get, like, someone. They get, like, Kevin Koopa to work there or something like that instead. Because <laughs> Bowser's a bad. I don't like Bowser as a, na- as a bad guy name, or. I like Koopa a lot more.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh. I don't know, um. I and mean, we've. For me, I've kind of gotten everything that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think for me, I, I don't. I just like watching the show. Uh, hopefully, it's not like three and a half hours long. Jeff Keeley, like oh, that you, would be you know, nice. We'll uh, There's
2: a bunch of so. awards, and then a bunch of like people talking, or they'll have that stupid spend a half hour and e you know e uh sports nonsense and it's like alright just clue me in when you're back to the actual crap oh yeah sorry
1: we didn't do any of the content creator or esports awards that is not our bag we've made that pretty clear throughout the entire uh, you know shout out to shout out to Stephanie Saki Sakura Uh, she has done a great job of becoming uh, even more propelling herself more in the Mortal Kombat scene and streaming and commentating and all that again when I give her props, but <clears throat> we support her and everything. But, uh, con- you know, streaming and, and, uh, you know, esports and all that is not our thing. <laughs> so I know maybe we're behind the times a little bit, uh, but, uh,
0: don't care. You know, we'll yeah. Care. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, um, uh, <laughs> But they do have their own uh, eSports judges for that, so it's not really a thing uh, that any, most uh, outlets have to deal with anyway. It's yeah. it's more the picking a content creator, which I think a lot of times they just pick one out of a hat and whoever wins. Uh, it, so, it should always be uh, Drew Scamlin from Giant Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could work too. Um, so, yeah, that's it uh, for the show. Um, hopefully you... Uh, Enjoyed it if you did. Uh, you can leave us a review on whatever podcast service you use. Uh, we are pretty much everywhere uh, that I can think of. Uh, you know, uh, thank you to all those people on iHeartRadio radio listen to us. Uh, but we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Spreaker, Podbean, thanks to Last Word Radio, uh, wherever else that you can think of. If you don't see us on there, let me know. We'll we'll try. I'll try my best to to get it on there. Um. Yeah, so we'll be back. Well, you know. Hopefully, you heard the post show. If uh, your game that you really wanted to win won, then great. If they didn't, well, you know, hey, it is what it is. Not everybody can win. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday or sunday Saturday... basically sometime on Sunday uh I don't with want to make our
0: break
1: <laughs> uh well, we're supposed to go see uh Jumanji next level, but I know it's gonna happen that's gonna be at night, probably on Sunday or perhaps Saturday night. I don't know whatever they whatever she feels like doing when I get off work Saturday or Sunday whatever, but if we're not doing anything on Sunday. Uh, During the day, I might just, you know, if you're up around 11 or 12, let's just knock it out. The plan is to do um, sort of a year in review for the big three, uh, Sony, Microsoft, and and Nintendo, and kind of look ahead. Obviously, we kind of know where Microsoft and Sony are are going, but it's still going to be an interesting kind of to look ahead. And then, yeah, that next week our show will be the top 25 show and then after that um i hope to god there's not like some ridiculous amount of news where we have to do two shows or something (laughs) hopefully we can just do the top 25 show and that's it and then uh that sunday after will be our like look ahead to 2019 and How many of these freaking games coming out in the early part to spring are we going to really want? (laughs) Because there's so damn many. Uh, So, again, thank you uh, for
0: listening, uh, for Mark and myself. We'll see you later. Later.